Hello. Well, well, well. The best show is back. We had some tech problems. I appreciate Pat and Martine getting in there and scrapping it out and fixing it. Thank you so much to them. A, a veritable cornucopia of tech issues. But look at that. They fixed everything because they are wizards and they are good at stuff and they fixed it. Now we can start the best show. And tonight, boy, oh boy, do we have an exciting show for you tonight. We have the night of a thousand little Stevens. So you start calling right now. If you want to be a part of the night of a thousand little Stevens, this is the time for you to get in on the action and be a part of the action and do your little Steven impression. So if you think you can call up and do your little Steven impression, tonight's the night. If you want to tell us all about rock and roll and how much it means to you over the years, I saw uh, many acts. I saw question mark and the Mysterians were very important to me. And uh, the peppermint twist, Joey D and the Starlighters. So many times when uh, I was in the Castiles with Bruce. Let's start the best show. 201-332-3484. And like they say, okay, Jason helped also. Oh my God. It's like Jason helped too. Thank you, Jason. I know you helped. I just wanted to help the people that were on the ground getting it. I was going to get your, you in there. Okay. You, you feel better? I'm sorry. I messed up. No, I feel, I feel better. Thank you. Mike, you want me to thank you also? Yeah. Why not? While you're giving yeah, Mike, I want to thank you for, I want to thank <laughs> it you. It wouldn't hurt. I, I, I was here during right. the whole thing. You were, no, you really I didn't were. bail out. In, in many ways you were the anchor. <laughs> you gave us the Yankee score. And, yeah. yeah. You were the anchor. Just yeah. a day. He tried just to like, just, like, like an anchor. You sat there and you didn't move. <laughs> a couple beers. <laughs> now let's start the best show. It is time. We're just going right into it. No, uh, here we go. Best show. That's enough. The best show has begun. We got ground to make up. Let's get these phones going. Who do we got? We got line one. Let's do it to it. Welcome to the best show. How are you? Hi, thanks. How are you doing? Good, good. Who am I talking to? My name's Andrew in Stratford, Ontario, Canada. Anger? What's your name? Andrew. 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 Okay. <laughs> I thought you said anger. I was like, yikes. You got the wrong. Uh, I'm not going to pick a fight with this fella. <laughs> How's the show? Everybody's all there? Yeah, we're all here, Anger. Andrew. <laughs> I'll tell you, so, AP Mike just followed me on Instagram the other day. AP Mike's following you on Instagram? Yeah, he just followed me the other day. Pretty big deal. That is a pretty big deal. It's very exciting. Get <laughs> that follow. From the, the, from the account, from the guy that some are calling the, the new king of Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I think like a thousand followers gets you into king status. Yeah, 
he's doing great over there. Uh, Woodio, Hollywood Woodio, uh, who I want to thank again for his help with the uh, fixing the stream and the phones. Down. I haven't been listening. No, it's well. It was down for a moment until uh, until Jason and and the crew fixed it. Is that better, Jason? It it really it's working. So Jason and the boys fixed it. Okay. Well, I, I seriously, I uh, I don't I don't know what I would do with any of with uh, any of the help of all of you. There would be no show. So thank you. So yeah, but Jason fixed it and basically single handedly fixed it and. Then he let he gave Pat like a little wrench, and he's like, "You pretend you're doing it too." Is that is that what you want me to say, Jason? <laughs> little pat on the head. Little pat on the head. No, everybody did great. I apologize for not mentioning Jason. I apologize for mentioning Mike. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. So, a- anger. What do you got for me? Oh, I was thinking of uh, little Steven filling in for a, a COVID sick West Borland. Okay. Let's hear it. I don't want to ham up. He's kind of got that list, but I don't want to ham it up too much. That's the tricky part of an impression. You got to get it right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see what we got. Find the balance. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the Pesh Mode said, get the balance right. Remember when they said that? Get the balance right. That's the kind of music little Steven hates. All yeah, this computer it. music. It's all music made on computers. It's got no soul. Not like the music I grew up on. Like the Buckingham's. Really? Kind of a drag. <laughs> all right. It's all yours, Andrew. Okay, thank you. Anger. Hello, Jack and Bill. I'm happy to be here filling in for a COVID sick West Borland. You remember this song from Woodstock 99. It's called Break Stuff. like it. I like it. Give a little Canadian flair to your impression. Is it? I don't, yeah. Everyone tells me I got a real thick accent and I can't hear it. A little bit. No, I liked it. Anything else, Andrew? No, I'll get over here. Right, hang up on him. Hang up on this guy. Jason? Yes, Tom. Are we square now? Completely. Do you have a little Steven impression? Do you have the clip that I sent you? You have the clip you sent me. You can play that later, but uh, I do have an impersonation. Impression. Well, you should call 201-332-3484. I knew it. Just start dialing. Okay, I'll call in. Pat, hold a line for me. Pat, we got any other calls? Line two. Line two, let's do it. Best show, hi. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, I'll do the impression, okay? It goes, it goes like this, okay, Tony? Right once, they, right once I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. <laughs> you sure about that one, my friend? <laughs> you got the mic sure seal of that. approval. <laughs> you sure that's a little Steven? He did an impression, yes, in the Sopranos, he did. He always does the impression of Al Pacino in the Sopranos. That's right. You're right. You're right. 
It's so a you're that's a pretty deep impression. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty deep, deep one because you went. <laughs> it's a double. The reference of a it's, it's an impression of an impression. impression. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what what can you say? You know, <laughs> are you guys Sopranos fans or what? No, we're not. We, none of us have ever watched it before here. We only heard about it. We, uh, we can't get access to it, and uh, we're just. Can why I, do you not? You have my HBO Max password. I'll I'll send it to you guys. No, nah, I don't want your HBO Max. I I can afford my own HBO Max password. Is he you don't still? Think I can swing HBO Max. No, I don't know. You know, I can barely afford it. You know, it's like the most expensive one. Is he still doing the impression? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm not sure. <laughs> What's your name, Sonny? My name's Colin. I'm really an Irish person. I'm not a fucking... Oh, Irish. hang up on this guy. Good hang Lord. up on him. My God. I up. like Colin. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> toilet mouth. Old Colin toilet mouth. First of all, like I clearly had literally no idea what this show is. <laughs> he had no idea. That's why I liked him. He was like, a, like out of the blue. Where did he come from? He had no idea what it was. <laughs> God bless him. We welcome new and old alike to the show, to the fold, to the family. Pat, any other calls? Got to get the calls coming at 201-332-3484. That's right. Let's get the phones going. It's time. I'm going to go over to a site I like to call Twitter. Twitter. And let's see what I can send out here to say. The best show is live. The night of a thousand little Stevens. Bring your best impressions. What's the hashtag? One thousand little Stevens. Like the number 1,000? one zero 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 little Stevens. Thank you. How are you, Pat? I'm good. Can you guys hear the air conditioner behind me? No, no. I can't. I can hear them in my cans, and I'm feeling self-conscious about it. Sure. Well, don't worry about it. You and your cans are fine. You're fine. I can't hear no air conditioning. Thank you. Should we Any do other calls? Yeah, we got a call on line one. Let's go to it. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. Hey, to whom am I speaking? This is Jesse in Seattle. Jesse in Seattle. This is the this is the the city Seattle that is in the state of Washington. You got it. And best band out of Seattle. Who? Who is it? Mud honey is who you want to hear, man. Yeah, I'd say it's Mud Honey. I'll put Mud Honey all the way. All time best band out of Seattle, Mud Honey. So we've talked about this before, but I I'm curious where you put Hendrix. I mean it's like a weird comparison, but like whenever I think of the history of Seattle music, like before Mud Honey and that stuff, like that's he's kind of the icon. Like where do where do you land on that? Where do I land on Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm in the I would I would say thumbs up to Jimi Hendrix. 
Okay. <laughs> I yeah, I like Jimi Hendrix is good. Is that yeah, kind of a stupid question, I guess. No, no, no. I'm sure you get somebody be like, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I never checked it out. Yeah, I think, you know, people hear uh, the hits and then they don't dig a little deeper. And then there's the people who, like, you know, obviously know the impact that he had. And mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, um, yeah. It's a Jimi Hendrix. You almost don't think of him as being from anywhere because he doesn't seem like he was even from earth in a way. No, that's true. That's definitely true. And he also like, you know, his, his career wasn't rooted to Seattle in the same way that like, you know, a band like mud honey or, or even Nirvana, you know, uh, one of the screaming trees, like the big ones that people talk about, like they immediately associate it with Seattle. Whereas Jimi Hendrix is so iconic. He's like, Nobody's really tying them to Seattle anymore. Well, first of all, you're saying Screaming Trees are from Seattle. That's that's not true. I, I apologize. Not the Screaming Trees. I was thinking of Soundgarden. That's you that's know where Screaming Trees are. Where? Tell me where Screaming Trees are from, son. I have no idea, to be honest. Ellens. With you. They're from Ellensburg, Oregon. Ellensburg, Washington. Oh, there we go. All, next I'm thing you're going to tell me, you don't know where the next thing you're going to tell me, you know, where girl troubles from. I don't know where girl trouble. Oh, no, no, I the, do. Tacoma actually. Tacoma. Yes. They're from T town. Do you call yeah. it T town? Yeah. I, I, every once in a while I call it a C tack. If I feel like it. Okay. Head down to the Tacoma dome. See Roger waters live in 2017. I love you. I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm in Seattle with you. We're going to SeaTac and we're going to the Tacoma Dome to see Roger Waters. Yeah, I'm really painting a picture. Really, I feel I feel like I'm with uh, I feel like I'm with uh, uh, a Monet. <laughs> in terms of the picture you're painting. So, yeah. what do you got for me, Chief? You got an impression? You got a little Stephen? I have a story for you that I'm going to try to tell in a little Steven voice, but it's going to be a crappy impression. Well, let's hear it. Go for it. All right. So I was driving the other day and I was super tired and I was listening to some music. And I, I, I thought we put on a band that I've always had some trouble with. And so I put on the fall. I put on this record. I think it's called This Nation Saving Grace. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just don't get this. But then I black out while I'm driving. And I come to an hour later. And I'm like, oh my God. I think I love this record. That's never happened to me in my life before. Okay. So this is little Steven getting exposed to the fall for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a work in progress. Well, I like to say, you yeah, so we got a little workshop. I felt like I was, uh, Felt like I was at a dynasty typewriter watching, uh, watching a heavyweight workout, some material. 
<laughs> a little look behind yeah. the curtain. Yeah, it's a story that I wanted to tell you for a while. It actually happened to me. I was. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, the Falls always been one of those bands where, you know, I've wanted to get into them, but I never, I've never like been able to. Mm-hmm. And on this drive, I just like I didn't literally black out, but I just all I was focusing on was, you know, keeping the car on the road and the music and like people people throw the word mesmerizing around with the with the uh, music in general, but this was like a truly mesmerizing experience. Well, and you've been talking about the fall lately. So I was like, I got to tell Thomas at some point. Well, I liked it. I liked it. Thanks for the call, buddy. Thanks. Thank bye. What else we got? Anyone else? I know Pat has an impression of little Steven. We'll get to that later. What, what if we had a moment where, where we set a timer for two minutes and then the four of us have to talk to each other only in little Steven voice. Yeah, I'll do that, but not right yet. Let's let's do it in a little. Let's do it in a few minutes. Yeah, and I'd still like to do my own separate from that. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got a separate one too. Pat wants the floor to himself. Yeah, I do too. and so does Jason. So Jason, I guess we're going to we're going to uh, we're not going to do the idea that you pitched. No, I think we still should. Oh, but you want to do one your solo well. I'd like to do separately. Well, Mike wants to do one solo also. So everybody has a little Steven impression and they don't want others interfering. Okay. With. Well then then we can completely go against my idea. It's fine. You know who literally no, 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 I think it's cool. You know who literally had the floor was was me a few minutes ago when I was when I was on it. Yeah, who told you to get on the floor? Tom, we got line four and one. Okay. Let's do four, please. Special, hi. Oh, hi. Um, um, is this Mike or Tom? Is this, this Tom? is Tom. This is Tom. Wait, let me put someone on who really wants to speak to you. Hello, hello, Tom. I, I don't care who calls or does any impressions tonight. This is the real little Steven from from the underground fucking New Jersey garage. And what did you just say? I just want to say, I just, this is little Steven from the parking garage underground in New Jersey. I just, I want to tell you, I discovered Bruce Springsteen. Nobody heard of him. I discovered him and I said, there's something in that guy's eyes. Also, I wrote the, the first screenplay for The Sopranos. I cast myself as Tony, but then I, I convinced the producers to put an unknown actor playing Tony. But the most important thing I want to tell you, Tom, I'm the only real little Steven that's calling tonight. And I want to tell you, I discovered something called garage rock. Did you ever hear of it? Yeah, I've heard of garage rock. Yeah, nobody ever. No, I, you, know, you never heard of it before me because I discovered the Rolling Stones. Did you ever hear them? They're a great garage band. Yeah, I've heard of the Rolling Stones, little Steven. They're great. Really good garage. And also, most importantly, I want to tell you, I discovered this band from Pittsburgh, PA. Did you ever hear Pittsburgh? Yeah, no, I've heard of Pittsburgh, little Steven. Yeah, Joe Grishenke, Pittsburgh, right. I discovered this band in Pittsburgh called the Gynics. They were called the Gynics. I discovered them. They played, uh, I think, one time in New York. And I saw them. I said, they're very garage. And I said, Oh, you guys, the guys, you guys are good. You guys, uh, this is like garage. And they had this label called Get Hit. All right, I can't do this uh, anymore. Okay. All right, that's enough. 
I feel like I'm, first of all, who is this? I'm sorry. I thought you wanted him hung up. Oh, you hung up on him. Oh, I just didn't want to hear the impression anymore. Sorry. That's a miscommunication. I truly, truly did not mean to hang up on whoever that was. Was that what's his face? It was, um, he said it was, I forget his name, but he said it was from uh, the cynics. From the cynics. Yeah. It's Mike, Mike from the cynics. Yeah. So Mike, if you're, well, we apologize. Yeah. Sorry. I thought, I thought he was doing, I thought we were suddenly doing night of a thousand, um, Marvin Schwartz's from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought it was Al Pacino's character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You want to go and you fight? Who's next? Batman? Pow! Boom! Dang! Um, okay. If he calls no. back... We will put him through. If he calls back, we'll put him through. But that was a that was a miscommunications. Why he got hung up on? Don't. But they would, don't take it personally. I know everybody. Everybody's taking everything personally around here. I didn't get thanked. I told you to get on the floor. I was on the floor. I was drinking a beer, trying to help out. Everybody, I love all of you. Yeah, I love all of you. Just know that all of you. Let's take another call, please. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. Hi, welcome to the Best Show. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? My name is Eric, and I'm calling from Bellevue, Nebraska. Eric? From Bellevue of Bellevue, Nebraska. Now, tell me a little bit about Bellevue, Nebraska, Eric. Uh, it's just kind of a suburb off of Omaha. It's small and not terribly exciting, but uh, I'm interested. But I sure live here. What's the what's the what do you do when you want a fun night in Bellevue? <laughs> uh. We have a, a decent movie theater, the, the Twin Creek movie theater, or there's a Sonic. So is there ever a night where you'll hit the movie theater, then go to Sonic? Sure. Afterwards? Sure. Yeah, I, to tell you the truth, I generally leave Bellevue when I'm looking for fun. Downtown okay. Omaha is pretty fun. And, and where do you go? Where do you go for a good time? Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Well, we got uh, for music, we got like the waiting room and the slow down. Some nice bands come through there. Shows have canceled recently, but I was pumped to go see Dinosaur Jr. for the first time because I'd never gotten to see them before. Okay, and they canceled? 
Yeah, unfortunately. They, they rescheduled, though. So I'll catch them when they come back. You'll get it, right? You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. Also, Fuzz also rescheduled. Oh, well, Fuzz are great. I hope that works out. You're going to have a good time if you get to see Fuzz. Yeah, I want to. I want to go see Fuzz. They're playing uh, the Terragram Ballroom. If any of my friends involved, help you, help your, help your pal out, old Tom. Get him in at the Terragram. I don't know, look, I'll buy my own ticket. I don't care. Just let me go sit in the balcony. That's all I'm asking. Let me sit in the balcony. Let old Tom sit in the balcony. Say, is that so bad? Let old Tom go up in the balcony and have a seat at the Fuzz Show. If anybody from Fuzz is listening, or anybody associated with Fuzz, or the Terragram Ballroom for that matter. I'll buy the ticket. Just let me sit upstairs. That's all I'm asking. What do you got for me, my friend? Do you have a little, a little Steven impression? I do. I, I It's kind of short because I just wanted to do one of my favorite moments from the Sopranos, which was Chris Moltisanti's intervention. And I figured uh, if I didn't do it first, someone might do this moment tonight, but it, it was when Silvio unfolds his little piece of paper to say what he has to say. Okay. Let's hear it. I said, when I came to open up one morning, there you were with your head half in the toilet. Your hair was in the toilet water. Disgusting. <laughs> Look, Ollie, do you want to, you want an evaluation? It, you, you got the performance was outstanding. The voice, you, you, I feel like you could have pushed it a little further. You want to push it a little yeah. further? Than, do you want to try it again? Yeah. Lean into sure, it. Go sure. nuts. Sure. Have fun with it. When I came to open up one morning, there you were with your head half in the toilet. Your hair was in the toilet water. Disgusting. There you go. Look, you're loosening up. You're loosening up. I like it. You feel a little bit better about that one? I do. I do. Much better. I love it. Well, great job, my friend. And I hope when you're out and about, you have a fun time. You go over that Sonic, you load up, you get some tots. <laughs> then you go see Fuzz. Then you'll be at the Fuzz show. You'll be like, oh, my stomach hurts. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I ate too many tots and I had a fudge brownie blast. I shouldn't have had that. All right, thanks for the call, buddy. Now, now, now that no, you know no, what's I'm that? Just gonna say no, no, I'm listening. Acted out. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I was saying that now that you've acted out how it would go, I think I'll avoid that scenario. Okay. Well, I think you're still going to, temptation's going to get the better of you and you're going to still do it. <laughs> awesome. I, I love the book, Tom. You did. Oh, you're good. sweet. Wait, what, what's, what book? Um, your your book. The, oh, uh, my book. It never ends. My book. It never ends. The na national bestseller. It never ends in stores now. Came out three months ago. I think tomorrow is the three month anniversary. And it was. It was. Sorry. I love it. I love it. Thank you for taking my call, Tom. All right, buddy. Have a great night. Yeah, Maybe. the book. The book is out three months go get your copy 
I love when I get a little update from Amazon and they're like, Hey, check out, here's a book we think you might like. It never ends. I'm like, yeah, I wrote it. I think I might, I think I might like it. I wrote it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Amazon, you're kind of not wrong on this one. You're actually pretty right. This might be something I'm interested in. Why? Because I wrote it. All right. Give me line five, please. Hello, best show. Hey, I don't know, Tom. Hey, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know who this is. I, this is little Steven. This is exciting. We got the real, the real little Steven here. Hey, I don't get idea, Tom. No, I know who this is. This is, and look, I'll just be honest. There are, there are these lunch pail comedy people that are just, they, they, they sleepwalk, they phone it in. Then there's the other people who work hard and they just grind it and they deliver over and over. And then you turn around, you're like, well, that person is a legend. And this is one of those legends. The one and only Tim Heidecker. I don't, I don't know about that. Is that it? What is it? What, what are people doing? I mean, that's what I want to know. I haven't been able to listen, you know. Well, they're doing some version of that, what you just did. Yeah. You're actually pretty much in the right. You're pretty much right there with the rest of the pack. Right. Um, I mean, you, you got to see the, the, fa- the face. Right, the face. I'm doing. Yeah. To understand, I'm doing the face. I'm doing the yeah. Backwards, under, upside down smile. Now, yeah. you, you, Tim, Tim Heidecker, the, the, uh, the host of Office Hours, the, the uh, one half of the the comedy duo of Tim and Eric, mm-hmm. and many other things. You you have also turned into quite the actor over the years. So little Steven is not is a peer of yours. Yeah, he's one of my peers. We're we're both in the union. We're both in SAG. <laughs> uh huh. So there's oh. a chance there could be. You need to. So I understand your your impression is very respectful. Because look, you need to be. You're you're not looking to submarine this guy because you could. There could be a movie where it's like yeah. Tim, it's going to be you and little Steven or two cops on the. Well, that could happen. I, uh, I just read for, you know, they're, they're doing a, a Springsteen biopic and I read for Gary talent. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's, uh, it would be great. It's, it's right when little Steven leaves, uh, the E street band, it's that sort of the core of the film. Okay. Uh, that, that tension, that traumatic tension, it's that that summer, and he tells Bruce that he's not going to be going on the big world tour, and and Gary Talent is a big part of that movie. He, it's like a it's a lot of Bruce and Gary talking, and uh, so I'll probably get to work if I get that. I'll probably get to work with Little Steven in some capacity. I don't know. Well, I would hope. Yeah, I would hope that that, and I hope 
Gary Talent is still alive? I don't know. I'm not sure. I would hope if he's still with us that you get to like shadow him and and kind of just be like, I just want to. I want to pick your brain. He was a bass player, correct? Yes, he's the bass player for the E Street Band. He's the one I think that gets that gets like when Bruce does the and then like names everybody in the band. I think he like gets Gary talent over with relatively early in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like on the base. Gary talent. The man with all the talent, Gary talent. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's one. He's just kind of like, I'm figuring out the order. I'm going to, Thank everyone in. Uh, I guess I'll do Gary first, then Danny Federici, then Max. Gary Towns like, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't kill you to put me later in the thank yous. But when you and Gary Town, if you get this gig, oh, my God, even doing that Bruce Springsteen for 15 seconds just shredded my voice. I mean that's his actual wait, that's his actual voice. Hello? Are we here? Did I lose everybody? Please don't say I lost everybody. Oh man. I'm still here. You're still here? Do we lose Tim? Uh, Tom, I was taking a call. Um, I'm going back to Tim right now. He should be still. Okay. On. He can't hear me. He said he can't hear me. Oh, no, I can hear you now. Oh, you can hear me now? Okay. That's all well, good. Thank I God. Right Thank you. In the middle God. of a huge Gary Talent riff and look, stopped. It just ended. Yeah. Well, I apologize. Um, yeah. Well, you, when, when it comes to talent, we look for we go to Gary, of course, but then we go to Tim as well. Yeah, so we go we go to Tim Talent, Tim Talent Heidecker. <laughs> did you go through the Many Saints of Newark already? I did not watch it yet. This is the Sopranos prequel movie. Now, I kind of want to. I kind of watch want to watch some episodes before I finally jump in because I'm out of I'm out of shape with my Sopranos. Uh, uh, my Sopranos uh, enthusiasm. I feel a little flabby. You're a fan. You're a fan of the show in general, though. Like oh, ab- absolutely, yes. Right. We talked about that. You're on mm-hmm. board. You're not one of these weirdos that doesn't like the Sopranos. Where they're just like, oh, actually, I uh, never saw it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of. I get it. I get what it is. It's like, no, no, you don't. No, I know what it is. Yeah, I talked to somebody the other day, and they're like, I just don't like those, like, uh, gangster movies. I don't like them. Okay, this is not one of them. You'll, first of all, it's not any, It's not a movie, period. It's a TV show. You can yeah. you can watch it, and then, yeah. And the whole point of it is that it all it did was frustrate people who loved gangster stuff, where they're like, when people forget when the show was on, there was this whole contingent of of fans who just started complaining were like it's no, nobody got whacked in this most recent episode yeah. 
They didn't whack anybody. He cried like a baby. Yeah. All he did was go and then he did uh, he did peyote. <laughs> he didn't. Well, there's only like four episodes left and then he did he went and did peyote. You'll what have about to the Russian in the woods? You'll have to join the discourse when you see it. You need okay. to get in there, get in the middle of it. My, I won't say much. All I'll say is I enjoyed it and I enjoyed what I didn't like about it. How about okay. that? Kind of no, I I understand that the idea of being like um, being like yeah, that I didn't like that part. It's fine that it's in there though. Good for that. Like yeah. where you're just kind of accepting yeah. of it. I'm not gonna get mad about it. What what's the point of that? Like yeah. and somebody was like, you're just too. This is funny. Some because I defended it a little bit, and so he's like, well, you just uh, you you love The Sopranos too much. You can't divorce yourself. I'm like, well, why would I want to? What's the yeah. what's the point? Just like. You know, how can yeah. I ever remove myself from the way I feel about the yeah. source material? You're not working hard enough to dislike it. <laughs> like, why would you suddenly be like, oh boy, Sopranos, my favorite TV show. Finally, a, mo- a movie here doing a prequel. That's interesting. Now let me get to work and start hating it so that, <laughs> like, well, I got my work cut out for me on this one. And you know what critics can start are starting to do, and uh, they did it with some of my things before, but is they start telling you what it should have been. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We'll go down this really dangerous. I don't think that's appropriate. They're like, well, what he should have done was he should have made it a mini. He did what he did. Like, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's so weird that they start giving notes at this point. It's over. It's out. It is yeah. done. Always, yeah. It's always like when they would, when there's these articles would be up and they'd be like, here's 10 ways to fix the walking dead. It's like, the show's like, the show's like bigger than football. What are you going to fit? What are you going to fix with it? You know, I've, I've, I've bitched and complained about things that I don't like. And then I, but then I see that it's extremely popular. So what mm-hmm. am, why would they change a thing about these things that I don't approve of or don't like? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, I look, I, I got I, I don't, uh, People looking for things to moan about, Tim. I mean, we can be we we're we're very critical people. We're we dislike all kinds of things. So oh, yeah. we might be the most critical. <laughs> or, <laughs> we have lots of yeah, no, we just moan about stuff. I'll I'll look at my phone. I see a text from Tim. Hey, do you see this awful thing? I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Did you see this terrible thing yet? <laughs> be like, yeah, I watched three minutes of they want to jump off a roof. <laughs> like that's where we that's where we live. That's where we connect. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, do you see? Look at what this comedian like did. That. Yikes, right? I I haven't taken a picture of like a beautiful uh, sculpture that I saw that moved and sent it to you. I've never no. done that. Yeah. I've never, I've never <laughs> no, but here's here's oh, a screenshot. Here's sculpture. a screen grab. From this, look how look how stupid this comedian looks doing the thing. Oh yeah, no, I watched it five times, Tim. Oh, I, I, I can't stop watching it. It's the worst thing I ever saw. So, so we get it. We get what it's like yeah. to want to not like a thing. Yeah, but we also like the we also like things too. Yeah, I try to like things. A lot of things. That- 
Yeah. I mean, I, I was biased. I went to go see it with friends in the theater. I also, and this is a little bit of Hollywood talk here, Tom. I, you know me. I, like you said, I'm an actor. I'm SAG after. Yeah. I just did a movie with the lead. I did a movie with the lead of this movie. This guy, Alessandro Nivola. Great uh, actor. And he's a, he's great. And he's, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just me and him or because I worked with him, but he is really, he's just really, I really like the guy and he's really good in the movie. So I was like, you know, I'm rooting for him. So sure. Everything's subjective. Mm-hmm. Can't just like look at stuff in a vacuum. What's the point? Life's too short. Yeah, exactly. You'll look. Good, good for him. He seems like he seems like a talented guy. He is a talented guy. Seems like a nice guy. He gets a star in the movie. And is he is look, I'm going to just say a thing. You don't even tell me if I'm right or wrong. I picture that in this movie, there's a baby like Tony, hold your, hold your little cousin, Christopher. And he's like, wah, wah. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can guess. I mean, you're going to guess nine out of 10 things in this movie. Okay. Uh-huh. You're going to grab, you, you should make a list before you go in. I, I you're like checking so, it out. Sopranos, like uh saints of New York, bingo. Bingo. There you go. And then I'll just yell out at a point. Suddenly when suddenly he's like, when like a 30 year old guy with like the very early signs of that skunk streak hair, he yeah. shows up. He's like, Hey, it's me, Paulie Walnuts. <laughs> and I'll be like, bingo. I don't want to ruin anything for you. But listen, one thing they didn't do, which I'm pretty sure somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they said Gabagool the whole time. I don't think they said Gabagool once in that movie. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. That's a big, that's restraint. That's not true. Yeah. People are talking about fan service and they don't give Gabagool out in the movie anywhere. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's a lot of self-control from David. They, Chase. they, that is some, that is some serious restraint from David Chase. <laughs> hey, David, how can I, uh, can I mention Gabagool in this scene? <laughs> now nah, I'm not going to put Gabagool in it. Oh, not going to make me say Gabagool. Fucking guy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's all right. It's the Sopranos. It, uh-huh. it brings it out. I'm already finding this is a, it's the third time someone's cursed tonight because it's because the Sopranos brings it out in people. Yeah. Now, now Tim. Show, it's R. It's R rated. It uh, is. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not for, not for the little ones. No. You have so many things you do office hours. Uh, the, the Tim and Eric. You were things you did. Hours, by the way, I know you're, I know where you're, you're going somewhere. I just wanted to interject that and say that people absolutely adored and I'm so grateful and, uh, moved that you came over and we had that great after great evening together. Yeah. I loved uh, it. It was a very beautiful, beautiful night. But sure, and may, maybe your maybe the recappers of the show didn't dig it so much of office hours recappers. Whatever. We love it. We love those it. guys. I'm gonna win them over. I'm gonna win them over. What do I just? I, I'm gonna get you guys on my side. The recappers. Yeah, don't uh, don't pull any muscles doing that though. I don't know if it's worth it, but. Okay, no, I got to go all the way. Tim, I got to win them over one at a time. I'm going to do a song and dance for those guys. And finally, they'll be like, okay, he's pretty good. 
then the, then you'll have somebody else on. They'll be just like, yeah, we had a, you know, they had a Fred, Fred Armisen on this episode. Wasn't as good as when Tom's on. Yeah, but it's embarrassing for me because these guys are fans of my show. They should know you. They should like oh, the same yeah, that yeah. these guys don't know. You know what I mean? That's embarrassing to me. Well, look, that's on that's on them. They have egg on their face. They have egg on their face. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. What are, what you know one thing you could consider doing is launching a rival recap show to run them out of business. <laughs> <laughs> like a sanctioned one. Like a complete I'll pay for it. I'll pay for yeah. it. You, you just start pay. Yeah, you're paying. You're going out of pocket to have a recap show that says nothing but positive things. Full <laughs> propaganda machine. Yeah. That's yeah. good. This episode was amazing. Tim was. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Tim as funny as he was tonight. Uh, I thought Vic Vic was hilarious as usual. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Doug is a Doug was outstanding, unbelievable stuff from Doug tonight, and the tonight is a ten out of ten. I gotta say this is ten out of ten. Yeah, I agree, ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but but one thing that is exciting that is the 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 crown jewel in the Tim Heidecker uh, empire. I'm hearing a uh, little rumblings that something's coming back for another season. Well, it ain't rumblings, baby. It's a full blown earthquake. All it's, right. Uh, <laughs> I like that. It's not rumblings. Cinema. Well, on cinema, first of all, on cinema, uh, celebrated its 10 year anniversary today. It's a big number. That's Ten amazing. Happy anniversary. First podcast. Uh, me and Greg, and then uh, tomorrow is is the, the premiere of season twelve um, on the High Network, HighNetwork.tv. And you know this this uh, pandemic basically sh- shut down on cinema, um, mm-hmm. and Adult Swim basically stopped making anything like that on their. You know they had a whole sort of digital web division that was where on cinema was funded from, and they basically just shuttered they just closed down so okay. we were kind of dead in the water and uh you know like if you know we're not the first to do it but we launched this subscription service uh that pays paid for the oscar special earlier this year mm-hmm. and is pay, paid for this season it was more not to not to get into the weeds with the numbers but we had more money to make this season not that it shows up on screen, mind you. It does not show up on screen. No, no. The money gets held back, and uh, it does not. It does not get. It, it, you make sure you the money doesn't show up. Uh, like that. That stays back in everybody's pocket. Right. Well, we. we you know, I, I, this is not really a big secret, but we oh, we've always done a, a whole season of that show in a day, okay. and it's. A really not, it's a hard day. It's a lot of, it's not, you don't go back and redo things. You know, you just like plow through. Greg and I always had this amnesia at the end of the day when like after, like the next day, like did we, did any of that work, you know? Mm-hmm. So this time we got to do two days and that gave wow. us like the, the ability to do some other side shoots and some, you know, just not fly through everything, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, two days, for to do 
10 episodes of a show is still very, uh, yeah, it's insane. uh, It's an insane pace. (laughs) It's not, yeah, it's not for everybody, but, um, anyways, we're just so, uh, psyched that we can keep doing it and it's, uh, more, you know, it's, it's, it's not for everybody, but the people that like it really like it and we're, we got more of it coming. So I want everybody to check it out and watch it and know that if you, if you support it, if you pay for it, it's people are very mad about that, by the way, Tom, they're very mad. That's something that they've got for free for 10 years is now costing them a few nickels. Um, if they're very upset about it. Well, that's look that, that I can't, you things cost money. And if you want these things to exist and you want them to be pure and not burdened by the, the parts of, of things that would make you not even want to watch the thing in the first place, it's, it's got to cost something somewhere. Right. And that's how we've managed to do it. People say, you know, why don't you get an advertisers? Well, it doesn't work, but you wouldn't want a bunch of ads all over this thing. Why, no, people would be mad at that. They'd be moaning about that then. And look, you know what I say? When we say moan, it's, it's just a few a few crab apples. Everybody else is cool. Right. I shouldn't bring any attention to it, but, no. you know. It, Most it, everybody loves it, and they're excited to pay, and then they, they're thrilled by it. That's why you have all this this influx of support is because people are doing the right thing. You're right. You're right. So it's a lot of pressure because I'm the boss now. I'm the head of the, I'm the head of the family now. And I got to yeah. deliver. If people ever see the delivery come, it's on me. And now they could just be like, Hey T, what do you want? But it's like Tim, not Tony. I get called, T. call me T out of respect. Yeah. Out of respect. T, you want, I should send the kid to get some Baja fresh. <laughs> no, stay here. I need you. <laughs> you know, you can do it for like a second and then it all falls apart. That's oh. like, I, like, it's like, I can get it for a second and then it goes away. Yeah. There is that classic thing where there are impressions that some people can do. And you're just like, Oh my God, that person brought that other person or character to life. It was the most amazing thing yeah. I ever saw. And then there are other ones where it's just like, well, that person captured the spirit of that other character or person for three seconds (laughs) and it was a truly impressive three seconds but then they kind of ran out of gas like i have i have probably about 80 of those yeah i can do little i can do flashes flash in the pan impressions yeah like if it's like seth rogan and be like hey what's what's going on (laughs) (laughs) and then that's it i can't keep going past that did you ever see when Dana Carvey was doing those, he was doing these micro impressions and he did uh, the, it was just the greatest thing. He says, uh, Paul McCartney, uh, going to Mars. Uh huh. He goes, uh, we didn't think it would be so red. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, right? Yeah. That just boils it all down. Yeah. We didn't think it'd be so red. <laughs> like the, the sing songy. He always, and did he, I always loved in those interviews with Paul McCartney. He has some weird thing where he always is like scratching or picking at his nose in interviews. Well, yeah. Well, in that, in that Rick Rubin thing that I really, I mean, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Beatles nut, but I did not care for that. And I just felt like 
they were really not connecting and Paul seemed kind of bored and he was mm-hmm. chewing gum a lot. He was chewing a lot of gum, which is not always fun to look at, you know, and he's just gnawing away and he's kind of telling the same old stories. And I always mm-hmm. joke that he's, uh, he always says, you know, you know, you know, he's always going, you know, when he's, when he's talking, he's, you know, mm-hmm. then we were the, and he says that, you know, it's, kind of like you do know like you know this yeah. that's what i'm gonna say yeah. you know this already because i've said it a million times yeah exactly this is maybe the most interviewed human alive yeah. and you we've know. heard every story about everything no nobody's gonna ask him and think oh eh, nobody asked me that before <laughs> it got to the point where he was, had to pull out these new stories like the the thing with him and john and their sexual yeah experimentation that you're like, no, dude, I know you're out of other stories, but that doesn't mean you get to go to other stories. Let's not open the, let's keep some of those in the vault, Paul, Sir Paul. (laughs) You don't have to be like, I want to tell some new fresh stuff. So I think I'll talk about some sex. Yeah. You know, me undies used to get, (laughs) I hate it so much. You know, and you're like, dude, I don't know. I don't need to know any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, Hey, Paul, I assumed you had like a body with the same things that happened to other humans bodies. Like we all kind of like uh, supposed that there'd be some version of that with you. I didn't need it broken down. So, you know, if I'd run, if I'd run, you know, the nipples would get little uh, chapped. <laughs> no, you don't have to tell us any of this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fine. It's like, fine. Tell yeah. me the story about Hey Jude again, then, <laughs> just so you'll stop t- saying this stuff. Yeah. How'd you come up with Hey Jude? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was Joan, you know. Anyways. Oh, God. So, I better let you go. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to the impressions, but I want to tell everybody, it's very exciting that on cinema is back, and it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow at uh, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, it'll it'll go live on the High Network, and then we will uh, uh, it'll be just on demand there uh, after that, and then. Uh, it's perfectly timed because the new where the first movie that that's up on our queue is uh, the James Bond movie, which is a big source of contention between me and Greg. So it's perfectly. No. Greg's always talking about Bond. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Well, this is this is exciting. I'm really I can't wait to see the new season. Thanks, Tom. I always loved speaking with you, and As I wish you the best. All right, my friend. I will I will talk to you very soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. All right. Bye. That's exciting, right? Pat, exciting? Tom, I loved it. Thank you, Pat. Studio, Woodio. It's always great to hear from Tim. Always great to hear from Yeah, I agree, I agree. Mike? Yes. Exciting? <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Yeah, great. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, Matt, how are we doing on those phones? We're good. I'm not sure how it happened, but when I when I took another call during Tim's call, he he was placed on back on hold, so he didn't oh, get connected. But he that's was okay. Back on. I just wanted to remind the listeners if they're joining in late, uh, if you are on hold and we lose you, just 
keep trying call back the phone issues are uh apparent tonight but they are uh we're working them out we can we'll, we we still want your call so please uh just be, be patient with us that's right yeah call and if you, if if you get hung up on or whatever we're working to get you on we're not we're not we're trying if the tech problems are not on our end of things call back if we call back you. yes now, Pat, what is your little Steven impression? Who wants to go first? Maybe well, who who of the three want to go first on uh, on the team? I, I'd like to go first. All right, go for it, Jason Hollywood Woodio Gore. Okay, with his little Steven impression on the night of a thousand little Stevens. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that was roulette. From the greatest box set ever. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's tracks right here on the greatest radio show ever. The Underground Garage. <laughs> it's time for the coolest band in the world. It's the Woggles on the Underground Garage. That's very good. That was outstanding. Thank you. 105.3. <laughs> I liked it. Great job, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. I'm putting that in the top 98 percentile of little Steven impressions. I will take it. Yeah. And I think you have that clip that I sent you to that you can. Do uh, you want to hear that? Well, I, just to set it up really quickly, I interviewed little Steven back in 2002, right after they had done that Grammy um, tribute to Joe Strummer, where it was okay. little Steven. Who all was on stage? Bruce Springsteen, Elvis Costello, maybe Dave Grohl. So what you're saying is we're about to hear. So little Steven talking to a young. Just yes. Yes. A young as green as as green as those fields in West Virginia. Yes. And when I played this earlier for Kristen, she was like, my God, you sounded young. So let's take a listen. 105.3 You listen to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? That's all I have. I had That's all you have. I had a whole... We so here's the thing. We did this interview for two, and it kills me, Mike. And I know you're laughing, but it kills me. I'm laughing with you. Yeah, no, because I did no, a twenty. Not. I know, I know. He's secret. not laughing. With it's, you. It is directed. It's. I feel it's it directed in my heart. right at you. Yeah, you might as well have a target on your yeah. bullseye on your on your face. Yeah, it's pushing. It's me. a little lacking in little Stephen. I thought. What? No, I, I, I do it again. I, I just want to listen to this interview again. It's literally no, no. You listen to the Valley's Rock Station, Jesus. the Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? Now, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I never said this was the interview. I said I interviewed him. <laughs> now, this is what Jason said before the show. <laughs> He said, I'd like to carve some air time out. Yeah, I'm going to need to carve. Like my interview with little Steven. <laughs> and I think he, I, I look, mm-hmm. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay. I think I am 85% sure you use the word comprehensive. <laughs> 
Yes, I, I did. I did. I admit to all of this. Oh, Jesus. You're listening to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? What, what I'm most intrigued by that. <laughs> so yeah. this is this was taken out of my air check that I sent around to radio stations in 2005 to try to get a job. What if, that's all, what if that's all that aired that night? <laughs> all these years yeah. later, you find out that that's all that aired. Yeah, that's it. That's all there was. It's the sound of like a teleporter or his hologram. Yeah. Sounds like someone's unplugging an amp on stage. Got some problems on the hollow deck right now. <laughs> Apparently, the Borg are under attack, are attacking the USS Enterprise. We got some problems, man. How you doing, Jason? I think you got a new uh, sound collage clip, Tom. Yeah, I think so. Oh, sound collage coming back. <laughs> Get ready, pulling clips bit by bit. So. Yeah, look, I wish I could hear the whole interview. I don't, I disagree that it's yeah. comprehensive. I know yeah. that was how you <laughs> yeah. thought. I think there's a few details that we might not have gotten. I, I think from there's him. quite a few details you didn't get. How you doing, Jason? Wow. He does yeah, have a good but, chuckle in his voice. He's he having a fun happy. time with you. He was happy. Uh, you had him at home, man. How you doing, Jason? Wait, but what, here's, here's what happened, though. In this interview, we were supposed to go for 20 minutes. And he, he was like, I, I, hold on a second. I'm having a good time talking. And so he like calls somebody and he's like, you got me for another 20. So we actually went for 40 minutes. That's good. And what the, was your program director yelling at you? No, he was perfectly fine with this it. guy. Well, we were one of the first uh, affiliates to actually air the underground garage when it came uh, on. Okay. So the station was pumped to have him on the show. So, mm-hmm. but I think that entire interview, I'm going to keep looking for it. But I think that entire interview is gone. Ben? And that's all I, I have. <laughs> that's, that's all I have, Tom. Is, a, Tom. is he working at a deli? I think it's a deli slicer. <laughs> a slicer. I think it's a meat slicer in the back. <laughs> you know, cool. I'm trying to cut this uh, I'm trying to cut this cheese. You wow. want to like it cut thin, don't you? I know you like it cut thin. Ben? I, <laughs> I know I know you like I know you like uh I got some uh, boar's head on the uh, on the slicer. <laughs> I know it's uh, six eighty nine a pound. Uh, what can I get you? So I'll get a half pound of the uh, boar's head ham. I'm gonna get a quarter pound of the white American, quarter pound of the yellow American, and uh, how's the turkey? I'd like to have a pound of the turkey. Can you slice it uh, thin, please? Thin, Jason. Oh God! <laughs> wow, Jason, you might, you, might, you might want to check with Little Steven. I'm sure that's going to make it into his time capsule. Now, here's the problem with that, Mike. <laughs> Years early, right before I left the radio station, they asked me for a copy to put up on their website, and I never sent it to them. Ah, no. So I can't even go to Little Steven. <laughs> yeah, like uh, can you slice the slice the turkey? I like it thick. I like the turkey slice thick. Coming right up. Hey, Jason. Wow, 
Jason, yes. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll say this. You always come through, Jason. You always come through. <laughs> whether it's a wings commercial <laughs> or whether it's sarsaparilla, the singing gorilla yeah. that you were, or a, a two for a two for Tuesday, Steppenwolf. Yeah. Well, I wonder which two they're going to play. <laughs> oh, it's a, we got a double shot of Steppenwolf coming up next. Jeepers. I, I, I have no idea what this guy, which ones this guy's going to play from their catalog. There's no way he's going to play Born to be Wild in a magic carpet ride. <laughs> I could play the pusher. You're not playing the pusher on that station. We actually did. It was part of our uh, playlist. Oh, the pusher, man. The <laughs> pusher's a sleazy song. It was a sleazy station. Well, you know what they say. Hey, tune, Jason. <laughs> I got a new movie coming out. It's called Thaw, and it's uh, I'm working with director James Wan, the man behind Malignant and Aquaman, and it's pretty exciting that we're going to do a reboot of Saw. Hey, tune, Jason. In the new movie Saw, I'm trapped in a bathroom, <laughs> chained through the wall. And there's another person on the other side. I'm not sure who that is, but we are both struggling with mortality and our own goals to escape this hellish imprisonment. <laughs> All right. Pat, we got any calls? Two. Let's hear it, please. Best show. Hi. Hello, Best Show. Hi. How's it going? Hello. What's up? Can you hear me? Ah, yes, I can hear you. I'm sorry. That's okay. To whom am I speaking? How are you? Uh, you're speaking. We've talked before, like uh, uh, like a year and a half ago. I'm Juan from Mexico City. That's right. I remember we had a good conversation. Yeah, I did uh, Andy Kinsler in Spanish. Who said that again? Sorry. I did an impression of Andy Kindler, comedian. Okay. Uh, Spanish. You yeah. do a sp Andy Kindler in Spanish. Can we hear that first? Sí, claro. No recibí el memo. I haven't listened to a lot of. Andy Kindler, I mostly get him from Twitter, but the tone is there, I think. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Tom? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, now, what's been going on with you? You're again. You're in Mexico City. Yeah. How are things in Mexico City? Uh, pretty, pretty well. A little bit of rain, uh, but things are starting up again, and. People are having comedy shows. Um, we there's a lot of vaccination, so pretty well. Thanks for asking. I, I got my. Uh, now, just tell me this first. I just want who's the most, who's your favorite all time legendary artist of any uh, any artistic form of expression. 
from Mexico City? Who is the who is the icon of Mexico City when it comes to the arts? Luis Miguel. You know Luis Miguel? Sorry? Luis Miguel. Luis Miguel. He's a singer. He's like uh, he's like James Brown, but no, but, but he's white, but he's Mexican. And he's like our biggest star. Everybody knows Luis Miguel. Mm-hmm. Everybody. He's like, you know, he's my- like James Brown, but he's white, <laughs> but Mexican. I mean, in level of like, like fame and also like artistry and commitment to the, to his craft. Luis Miguel is the, is the, is the, the patron saint. Yeah. Right now. I mean, there must be other, if you're like, you're like, you're like an egghead, right? You know, like, like say Frida Kahlo, but I think it's fair enough. You know, Frida Kahlo, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah. She, she's great, but we can, I have six, six Frida Kahlo paintings that I have in my house that uh, I'm not sure what to do with. They, they clash with the, they, they clash with the wall. So I might just throw them out. They're originals. I was, I got them. I inherited them from my great, great grandpappy, but I really don't like how they clash with the walls. I just might toss them. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, more power to her. She said she was a great artist, but how many pictures of people with broken backs can you look at? You know, like when there's a monkey and I don't know, I think you can how see many? Like a nice sunset. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. Or a, 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 a picture of a, a bridge or a, like a covered bridge or two kids at a fishing hole. Yeah. Stop thinking about the pain in life. Uh, speaking about the pain in life, I read your book. Uh, congratulations. Really. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. My book, it never ends in stores now out three months. Now we did, as Larry David said, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, is what Larry David would say, about it. that's what I'll say about it too. And also if you're over on the Patreon for the best show, best show, patreon.com slash the best show. First of all, support the show over there. That's how the show stays on the air is patreon.com slash the best show. We try to take care of you, the supporters of the show. We give bonus content. We got another episode of so far coming up in, in, uh, imminently, uh, got another ask Tom going up and we got some other surprises coming and this will be a very good year. We're going to close the year out so strong. You're going to be like, they did it. And there's also a, uh, an offer for the book plates for people from outside of the United States who could not get the book plates. Check the Patreon out. It'll explain it to you how, how you can possibly get a hold of a signed book plate. Um, so, yeah. Patreon.com slash the best show. So now let's get let's talk some turkey here. Yeah. You got a little Steven impression, my friend. I got uh, like a situation and it's uh, Tony and Silvio talking about uh, Pokemon. You know? Oh, this is uh, this, this might be the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> I cannot wait. I am just going to sit by the floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, so Tony and Silvio uh, are sitting in front of Satellis and they're drinking coffee and then 
show me start sunlight. And I don't know what they are. Like, what are those things? I, I, I don't know. Give me like an example. So, so you got the Pikachu, Charizard, Olex, Dino, Charmander, like Squirrel. You know, like that. They're, they're like different, like, like animals and things. Oh, yeah. That was perfect. That was that's everything I could ask for from a little Steven impression is you literally did Silvio and Tony it's, you did Silvio Dante explaining Pokemon to Tony Soprano. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, you haven't seen the movie, right? Not yet. I'm going to watch it soon. Can you I know, a movie I did see. Two? You want to know what movie I did see? What? Which one? Uh, do you ever hear of the Velvet Underground? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah. just say this: there's a documentary coming out in a couple weeks. Directed by Todd Haynes, who's a, a filmmaking legend uh, and a, a, one of the greats. And Todd Haynes made this documentary about Velvet Underground. It's mm-hmm. one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It is so, it just leans into the music and it leans into the, the visuals and the sound. And it is, it is, first of all, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but all I'm going to say, there's no Dave Grohl in this thing right off the top. There's no talking. There's nobody in this movie saying, oh, Velvet Underground. I'm going to tell you why Velvet Underground are great. Oh, look, God bless Thurston Moore. I don't need him to tell me if Velvet Underground are great. They're better than what any of us have ever, uh, done. They're better than any of us. They're the they're the greatest. I don't need I don't need to make make sure good the clown from Queens of the Stone Age is explaining how good Velvet Underground are. You better, you go justify your own band. You're the one you're the one in the hot seat, not the Velvet Underground. You're the one who's got to explain the value of your own band. <laughs> this document, I was I was just very moved by it in a lot of ways. It tapped into something that I just could not get enough of. I loved it. Best one of the best I've seen. So I don't like it when documentaries say what you need to know. You know, the talking head says what you need to understand. It's like if I don't yeah. know really well, Thank so. you. <laughs> my my friend Andrew Andrew Weinberg, the funny funny comedian, uh uh, he he is always documenting cases of people saying what you need to understand is like that is his bet noir the the idea of what you need to understand is like that that hand holding that goes on there ain't no hand holding in this movie you gotta kind of know the velvet underground story to get the most out of it you can't come into this being like i don't know who they are it's like well then you might not get everything out of it. It's not made for, and it's not an entry level thing, which I was so glad because why should it be an entry level thing? 
they, 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 they've been talked about so much. There's so much history with them. Why should a thing have to be for the, for the most uninformed portion of the fan base? I don't care if these people don't, people don't know who they are. I do. I want to see something that plays to people who love them immensely. And this does. It's great. We're going to talk more about it in the coming weeks. But yes, it comes out on in theaters and on Apple. Uh, is it Apple Plus? What is it? Yeah. Comes out on Apple Plus, yeah. Uh, in a couple you weeks. Don't ask, I'm really... I'm a very big Velvet Underground fan. Uh, not that it matters. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Thank you so much, Tom. All right. Thank you, my friend. I will talk to you very soon. Right. Thank okay, you so much. Bye, bye. All right. How are we doing? How are we doing with the phones, Pat? Great caller. I love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's great. Awesome. Now, Pat, do you have a little Steven impression? Sure. And how do you think? You heard Jason's. Yeah. Jason, what's that? He's always great with those. I we almost did uh, a little Steven off one time. Maybe we did on, was, on my old radio show. Right? Yeah, we we did it on uh, Prove It All Night. But also when we were doing our so it's come to this stage show, there was one show where we were both going to come out as little Steven. But I think that show got canceled. It got canceled, or yeah. we we wanted to do it, and then you know, yeah, years. But oh, man, how you doing, Jason? <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Any anytime. Anytime you want to. All right. So so but but Pat, now just in the straight up spirit of competition. You think you can take you think you can top uh Woodio's impression? I think I can get close. Oh, okay. Well let's hear it. All right. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna cue up some bed music here. This concludes this week's program here at the Underground Garage. I want to thank all my sponsors, the Seminole Casino, Hard Rock Hotel. Everybody here at uh, Q104.3, Classic Rock Radio. What we heard in that set was a new one from Wildlife. Great rockers from Jersey City. Of course, they spell the name with a Y, which is the cool 60s way of spelling it. I like that. And they're on my own label, which is the uh, the Wicked Cool label. You can check that out at wickedcoolrecords.com. And of course, closing the set, we heard the great band, the Woggles, as we always hear, here on the Underground Garage. So, we'll be back next week one way or the other. Don't forget to uh, tuck your loved ones in tonight and uh, each and every night. I don't have the Homer Simpson sound effects, but uh, yeah, that's the basic idea. Well, Pat. Jason. Yeah. Tremendous. Tremendous. I got to say, look, Jason, yeah. I thought yours was great. Thank you. 
I think this is Pat's impression, though. Yeah, Pat does it a little. He goes a little high. That wasn't my. Uh, that wasn't. That wasn't like. I've done better, but I would give my. I would give that like that was me at like maybe like seventy percent. But what you had with it was the slight sense of. Um, there's always just that slight exhaustion that he has <laughs> that you captured. Yeah. Yeah. Like that he seems a little tired now and again. Yeah. Like he seems like the radio that episode of the show took something out of him. Yeah. And he's he's ready to end it. He's ready for the show to be done. Yeah, yeah. He's been recording for three three or four hours. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. do it. He doesn't just do the, the voiceover bits. He sits through the songs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. There's um there there's a clip of me somewhere with uh Yola Tango. And Todd, um, Todd Afonic, uh, heard Saturdays on FMU. When I left the show, um, my own show, Prove It All Night on FMU, I would do with little Steven occasionally on that. And then after that was over, Todd, every year for the marathon, he asks me to come back and do little Steven calling up and, and like harassing him as little Steven. Mm-hmm. So um, the last year we had an FMU marathon at, the performance space um he had you know he, he has yola tango come on every year which is an fmu tradition it predates his show but you know tom you've you you, you yourself have co-hosted that right yeah yes yeah, yes at least once absolutely or so the the yola tongue yola tango um pledge-a-thon is like they they will cover any song and um someone did dancing in the dark and i was dressed as little steven at this particular um marathon in the performance space. And so he wanted me to like be there and perform it, uh, with him as the in character. Um, I didn't, yo, I didn't know them very well. I didn't know Yola Tango at all, really. I mean, here and there, I knew Georgia a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked me to come up and, and say, someone requested dancing in the dark <laughs> and they wanted me to come up and sing it as little Steven. Okay. And so there's, there's, there's audio of it, but there's, there's a clip of me somewhere doing that. And I gotta find it. I don't even have it, but Pat, well, this is gonna be a big surprise for you. Uh-huh. I didn't want to do this. No. <laughs> you don't have it. <laughs> Pat. Uh-huh. On, man. How you doing, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. But, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. clip exists somewhere. When you said oh. that you didn't know Yola Tango, I thought you were gonna say no Latango. <laughs> I thought since you were talking about Sopranos, you were going to go, oh, Latango. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, uh, it was a surprise. It was, it was an honor. Of play, yeah. What do you think, T? They're going to play Autumn Sweater? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get your pride. Oh, Latango. <laughs> At the bada bing, your Latango headlining. And Tom, you have uh, you have a uh, another surprise guest on uh, okay. line six. Well, give me one call, one conventional mm-hmm. call, then we'll go to the guest. Line two. Beshow, hi. Tom, this is Gabriel from San Jose. Gabriel from San Jose. How are you, Gabriel? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Now, do people call you Gabe? They do. You like that? You like Gabriel because that's how you 
that's how you introduced yourself. You you prefer Gabriel. Um, no, I remember one caller called in Gabe and you called him Dave the whole time. I called you Dave? No, no, another caller called in and he said his name was Gabe and you called him Dave the whole time. I called him Dave. Right. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> I'm, look, I just flipped. I have on the background... There's a boob tube on. That's what we call TV, the boob tube. And there's this baseball game going on now, and it's the Red Sox, and they're playing the Yankees. I guess whoever wins this game goes forward in the playoffs. And look, our guy Josh Cantor is the organist for the Red Sox, so we always support Josh. But, you know, look, I'm from New York, New Jersey, that area. So I have some affinity for the Yankees just from being a little kid, but I don't care who wins the thing. All it takes with sports things. I see a Red Sox fan. I'm just like, Oh, I hate the Red Sox. You'll see like they cut, they cut to some like dumb Red Sox fan in the stands. And you're just like, Oh, I hope the Red Sox lose. Then they cut to like a Yankee fan in the stands. I'm just like, Oh, I hope the Yankees lose. Just like it's a, it's like, it's like, it's like watching these, these fans look like slabs of beef. And there's not one mask. I've been, I've been watching this out of the corner of my eye. I ain't seen one mask. Fenway Park, packed stadium. There ain't one mask in this place. Oh, I'm sorry. Did they, did the coronavirus decide? Oh, no, we'll let you play your baseball game. One mask. Ain't nobody got no mask on. You want to wear no mask? Look, you're in San Jose. You're wearing a mask, right? Everywhere. Everywhere. This guy gets it. He wears his mask everywhere. Pro mask. I just don't know how you could. Wouldn't you assume that like a Red Sox fan probably has corona isn't it safe to assume that they have covid it's probably like an 80 percent chance they have they they are all carriers i don't think that's out of bounds to make that assumption god bless them if they're having a great time to get your shot get your vaccine and you get sick then you're sick then you get past it but you shouldn't have to do that just wear a mask it's a big big deal Get AP Mike. He's walking around wearing a mask. He wears a mask. I haven't worn a mask outside since it began. Wait, what? I don't wear a mask outside. Like if you go into a store? New Jersey is moving on. I mean, not the stores don't require it. I mean, Murphy, you know, said you didn't have to wear it in stores. Mm-hmm. And he, he left it that way. He's running for governor. You know, I'm sure as soon as he gets reelected, it'll come back. The mask will uh, come back. You, 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 don't, have to, cool you don't have to wear a mask in stores now. Mm-hmm. But wow. some stores, um, it depends. Some. On some, some, some store, if it's up, it's, he left it up to the store. If the store requires it, then, then you do. Yeah. Nobody's wearing masks down here. North Jersey seems to be more fixated on the mask. So you guys beat coronavirus, is what you're saying. Well, we got <laughs> vaccinated, right? Yeah, no, I got vaccinated. Yeah, me too. Wasn't that the point of getting vaccinated? I don't, I don't get the 
getting vaccinated and still wearing the mask. Does that make you you a closet anti-vaxxer? No, no. (laughs) You don't believe in the vaccine? It didn't go away. Yeah, it's it's to prevent breakthrough cases, which are happening. Yeah, well, nobody's dying from those breakthrough cases, right? No, there have been quite a few. Yeah, there's been. Well, I'm not going to live in fear for the rest of my life. All right, well, God bless you. You know, (laughs) if you're happy with it, then (laughs) God bless you. You get a car, you can get killed, right? No, I understand all of that, but I also yeah. you can also get in a car and not drive ninety miles an hour. I also yeah. put a mask on my car. <laughs> Look, he wears a mask on his car, Mike. That's a bra. <laughs> Look, Mike, just be safe. That's all I I'm, want. I'm safe. I just want I'm you safe. safe. I, just want I you got safe. vaccinated. Okay, I just want you. I don't want you getting to coughing all over the place. <laughs> I haven't just had a cough be- since the beginning. I don't get sick that often. All right, good. Well, then you maybe we should bring you a lab and cut you open. You (laughs) might have the you might be some secrets inside you. Maybe. Let's uh, living in Bayonne. I think I think it is in Bayonne. I think Bayonne. You you (laughs) they're focused on where the thing came from. You might want to zero in on Bayonne (laughs) and start checking out that quick check. Now I'm still look out here in California. Everybody's still wearing masks everywhere can't go in a store without a mask you got to wear a mask so you wear a mask i don't care i'll wear it wearing a mask when i had to yeah. murphy murphy set us free and i haven't look, worn one that's fine look you don't have to go past the line if you don't want to but you just got to know where the line is and just try to stick to the line that's how i see it's not that big of a deal if you got to still wear a mask where you're from to wear a mask right I still have one in my car, yeah. Mike, I just want <laughs> you well. Oh, I will. Mike, I just want you. I just want you well. I just want you well. <laughs> I'm good. All right, that's I all I want. Anybody you. anyway? I'm I'm living in some, right, semi seclusion. Okay. <laughs> I just want you well, Mike. That's yeah. all I want. We got to get you. We got we got big plans. Because now, now you're bragging about this. I think you're going to end up like ET. You're going to end up. <laughs> the feds are going to come looking for you. They're going to try to chop you open. Maybe they want to see what they want. That Bayonne juice. Bayonne antibody. <laughs> Those Bayonne antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> they want them. They're going to hook. They're going to hook you up to a thing. They're just going to be like, Yeah, we got a, we got a, we got a breakdown on what's running through this guy. They're going to be like, Oh, looks like it's. Uh, 30% Coors Light, uh, Buffalo <laughs> wing sauce, and uh, what else? What would else would be running through you, Mike? I don't know. I just went for, for a checkup. I'm waiting for the blood test results tomorrow. Now let's hope. Let's hope. God, <laughs> let's hope you get a Fingers good Fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed for AP Mike. Everybody, fingers crossed for AP Mike. Look, I'll say I didn't this know. About I don't the- know what the mask thing is like in New Jersey. <laughs> I didn't know what it was like. I just don't want to be. I just don't want to be online and suddenly see a video of you yelling at people at, a, at the Quick Check in Bayonne, <laughs> knocking no, racks I mean, over because yeah. they're making you wear a mask inside. I don't want to no, see I, that. I it's I bad for the best show. I don't want to see AP Mike. Look at AP Mike. AP Mike flip out. Then I got to see a video. AP Mike. <laughs> AP Mike mask flip out. And oh, then people are, like, oh, you're a Mike. Like, I don't want you to be the next Karen. <laughs> yeah, quick check. Oh. We'd issue a statement. We are, we are, AP Mike is banned from 
the green quick check in Payone uh, due to a conflict in, in values, we feel. Look, I just want you safe, Mike. That's all I want. I love you. I want you safe. That's I'm all I want. Precautions. I'm taking That's precautions. All That's all I want, Mike. I didn't know what the terms were there. I want you safe. Say he wants me safe too, but you know that's right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a cost. It costs something to say that. I trust that, you're being. You're taking it safe. No, I guess it costs. It must safe. cost something. It must cost something to go. Yeah, you too. Along <laughs> with wine too. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm here. What are you doing here? You're getting in the middle of my conversation with Mike. How dare you? guy button in can you get a load of this guy can you believe this guy can you believe this guy mike can you believe this guy i'm trying to have a conversation with you about masks i don't think i, I get this guy this guy from san jose button in. <laughs> i think i know this guy though do you know this guy does does mike know you no huh. all right well, no, i've I never thought. called in before the right thing to do is deny you know mike anyway that's usually <laughs> That's usually the, you just say, you don't know. It's like Sopranos Ixnay. logic Ixnay. to say, you don't know anybody. Ixnay. I don't know. <laughs> you know, AP Mike. Nope. No, I don't. Do you know Pat Byrne? Nope. Don't know him. Cause you know what happens. Snitches get stitches. I made that up. Cause it rhymes. Oh my God. I'm looking at these fans at the thing. It's like a bad beard convention at that game. What possesses people to grow some of these awful beards? That was, that was Jason's cue. <laughs> we were but discussing Jason, his goatee earlier. Yeah, Mike was oh, bust, the, busting on my old goatee. From the early <laughs> days? Yeah. From the early days. Jason well, used to have some pretty, some pretty exciting facial hair. Uh, the guy from... Uh, the the guy from uh, Five Finger Death Punch would, would was jealous <laughs> oh, of yeah. what du- what Dudio was fl- the flag Dudio was flying yeah. back then. I used to have it very long too. the The picture that was up earlier today that uh, Mike was commenting on was a, a little short, a little trimmed. All right. So, All right. my friend in San Jose, what do you got for me? A quick favor. I need a quick favor. What's the favor? All right. My big brother turned me on to the best show. He's like the biggest best show fan there is. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad to hear it. He's so he's in Pittsburgh. Right, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want me to do for your big brother? So this past Sunday, he was supposed to get married. Yeah. And they had to postpone the wedding because of COVID. Yeah. And I was hoping you could acknowledge him and his bride to be. And all right. Wife. What's his name? What's his name? Ian. Ian, should I, what do you just call him? Ian his from wife, Pittsburgh. Yeah, his wife's name is Sarah. Well, his his fiance's name is Sarah. Ian and Sarah, I'm so sorry that the wedding didn't happen when you would have liked to, because of coronavirus. Uh, I'm sorry the wedding got postponed, but nothing but huge, huge love. From me and everybody on the bed. Well, not everybody on the show. You know, there's some people who truly don't care about you on the show, on the staff. There's two, two of the three don't care. So I'm going to say one cares. That was a good warm up. 
I care. Jason and Mike don't care. But, but we all love you. We wish you nothing but the best. Thanks for turning your little brother onto the show. And he's he's growing up to be quite the quite the uh, quite the uh, specimen. Great, great, great human. He's out there in San Jose doing his thing. And we can't wait till the wedding happens and uh, save me a piece of cake. <laughs> Is that fair? Is that good? That was perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have a little Steven impression? Uh, I misread the prompt. I thought it was Night of a Thousand uh, Stevens. So I was making this list of famous Stevens. All right, hang up on this guy. Hang up on this guy. The guy do a tribute is it, to his uh, big brother, and he can't even get ready for the topic. That's sick. He promised. Sick. He he actually called back. He promised me that he had one this time. Nah, he's sick. He's 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 he's, he's, de- he's deceptive. He's like the devil. He's mis- yeah. mixing truth with lies. Um, this is why I didn't care about Ian and Sarah. That's why. That's why. What do we got, Pat? Another hotline call. Another hotline. Let's let's see who's on the hotline. Hello, best show. Hey. Hey. Oh, I know who this is. I can tell one, three letters, and I know who this is already. Hey, H E Y. I know who this is. There's double talk going on here. Hold on. Let me uh, kill that web page so I can hear you. Okay. All right. I know who this is. This is a very powerful person in show business. This is a very powerful person in show business. This guy sets. This is one of the people that sets the pace, and then he he makes and you takes. It's Jeff Fierzig, the director of author the JT Leroy story, a director of the Devil and Daniel Johnson, the the legendary movie. By this point, now now I believe on the Criterion Channel. Correct. Criterion, you get the Criterion Channel. You can watch this movie Jeff directed about Jan- Daniel Johnson, one of the best music docs uh, ever. Thank you. And I just saw the Velvet Underground one, Jeff. Yeah, I heard you uh, singing its praises. I'm so excited. My my good friend Phil Milstein called yesterday. He went to the premiere in New York. Mm-hmm. And he was also blown away, and I think he. He might have even been advising behind the scenes a little bit. So if he's if he's pleased and you're pleased, that's good by me. Yeah, it's it's I it's. Wait. I want to see the theater though. Where did you? Me see? too. Sorry. Where did you get to see it? Where did you? Get oh, to I somebody sent me uh, the uh, Apple uh, sent me a link. So. Oh okay yeah because I, I really want to go to the theater for that one. But I'm seeing it in the theater as soon as I can. I'm seeing the theater. It's um great. It it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but big uh i will ruin part of it as they break up okay i i i i expected that yeah 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 i didn't want to ruin too much but uh if, if that's a spoiler for anybody out there i apologize the velvet underground do break up in the movie right. um so now jeff fears like you i just want to get a lot of doug yule i want the doug yule story i hope it's in well, there we'll find you're out. gonna get some yule you might not get his uh, Yule heads might not get as much Yule as they'd like. You'll get some Yule. <laughs> yeah. Right. Willie Loco Alexander fans might be out of luck. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> Billy Yule fans oh. might be out of luck. All right, all right. I'm I'm still going to go in with a you know open mind, and I, I can't wait. Actually, I'm I'm excited about it. So. Yeah, I was so I was so excited. Velvet books in my life at this point. I might as well. Jeff, I'm just going to say one thing to you, Chelsea girls. Oh, Chelsea girls is so great. I love that album. I really I'm saying I'm talking about the movie. Um, Oh, I'm talking about the the album. Oh, the album is amazing. The Nico album, amazing, oh, yeah, unbelievable. You know, what, what what a lot of people clearly don't know is that it's really just an extension of the first Velvet Sessions, and then uh, it's solo. You know, and yeah, I I have demos of Lou in an apartment teaching Nico every single one of those songs, running her through those songs. Mm-hmm. Take, take. That's a nice little Dropbox link. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Drop the drop. Yeah. All right. So listen, let's get to the topic here because I wake up this morning, my email comes in and there's an, there's my best show email with a, an incredible graphic by Jeff T. Owens. And it says a night of a thousand little Stevens. And I'm like, I gasp. <laughs> yeah. What's so great is like in a world where there's not much left to say, you continuously come up with the high concept. That is a high concept, a thousand little Stevens. And then the, the image of the merging of little Steven with the Silvio little Steven repetitively, kind of like Warhol, you know, but Jeff yeah. you know, Florida style. That is, that is direct marketing. It, it dominated the whole day. It ruined my day actually, cause I was trying to edit all day and I just couldn't stop thinking about a thousand little Stevens, whatever that yeah. means. Cause I didn't yeah. really know at that point. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to picture a thousand little Stevens in some circumstances. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm like, I guess I, you know, I haven't called in in a while. I'm like, I guess I got to call in. I, you know, I do have a lot yeah. of little Steven thoughts and stories and whatever, but so, you know, here I am. Um, and I figure out, we'll we'll do it like a scene report, like a maximum rock and roll scene report, 1982. Sure. Okay. Of 82. Red Bank, New Jersey. Now, this is Red Bank before anyone's ever heard of Kevin Smith. Okay. This is 82. Yeah. This is Monmouth Street. And there's a club there. Big Man's West. Owned by Clarence Clemens. And little Steven, who, of course, was not little Steven. He was Miami Steve, who Mm -hmm. used to wear basically like a mobster Florida Cuban big hat. Yes. No one knew he was bald at this point. We thought he just liked to wear a hat and the other guys wore hats. Yeah, it was a very, there was no band going. No band was a better ambassador for, for hats in general than right. E street band circa 1975. Toques, right. You had, you had, uh, you had fedoras, toques, yeah. everything was in there. Every kind of hat. You'd think they were selling. You'd think they were a band that existed to sell hats. It was a missed opportunity because they had a lot of hat to sell at that point. A lot of style. A lot of hat. A lot mm-hmm. of There's a lot of great clothes in that band back then. Yeah. They, they dress. These guys dress sharp. And Steven absolutely dressed sharp. And he looked like, I mean, basically, he doesn't know his future. But no. he's going to get back to that clothing later on. 
after the Sopranos are invented, I guess, you know, but he, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was trying out for that role even back then, you know? Yeah. Anyway, you know, he basically, he was smart. The guy was smart. Nebraska comes out. It's the masterpiece. Finally, after a lot of great records and he knows mm-hmm. it's time to cut and run and he makes this album. No one knows what he's doing. And the record comes out. I think I got it at the Eaton town mall, Sam Goody. And he's on, you can Google that image right now. He's on the cover. The hat is gone. He introduces the bandana, the black bandana. Sure. The black coat, the biker letters. And he's a disciple of soul. And you should look at that photo right now. He's staring you down. He's oh, it's an intense cover. Down the line. He's intense. He looks like he's a tough guy all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Right? He's got a fist. His fist is on the wall, right? Yeah. No, it's, 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 like, uh, oh, it's menacing. Yeah. Well, now it's November. The record drops. I probably have it for less than a week. And the show, I think it's like almost a secret show. It's announced. I don't know. Somehow, I got my fake ID. I just got out of high school. The, the, the drinking age used to be 16 in Jersey, and then it got grandfathered. Well, no, it went to 21, and everybody from 16 to 21, five years of kids, mm-hmm. got grandfathered into drinking. People don't remember this. So I got two years already from 16 on of going to this place. Now I'm, I guess I'm 18 cause I'm out of, out of school where you go to this, this is sold out standing room only. It is packed. The anticipation, this is basically little Steven's bar mitzvah. This is okay. the night he becomes little Steven. He be, he's going to become a man. Yeah. He's going to have to stand up there on his own and he's going to have to deliver. And you know, you could feel the stakes, you know, is he going to, can he do it? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, the lights go down and then this incredible band all dressed in the same black biker outfits pops out and you got, you got Dino Danelli on the drums from the young rascals and he's playing clear polyurethane drums and it's like bottom lit. It's bad. It's badass. And then the horns kick in. And you got the, the Miami horns who he, he had written all those parts. He had trained in the jukes. He's got the, he's got Mark, the love man, Pender on stage. He's got Eddie clams, man. He's got Richie LaBamba Rosenberg up there blowing a trumpet. And they are doing like synchronated dance moves. It's like a soul R and B Wilson Pickett beats Otis Redding review. And Steven hasn't even hit the stage yet. And then John Beauvoir from the Plasmatics with full mohawk. Mm-hmm. Out. He's on the bass. And you're just like, the anticipation, it's like, bump, 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 bump. And you're just like, whoa, this is unbelievable. The, you know, it's like the way it's supposed to be. Like James Brown is going to enter or something, right? Yeah. You think you're, you're staring at Beauvoir with that white, bleach blonde mohawk. This, and he's like, he's more buff than Springsteen at this point. You think like Wendy O. Williams is going to ride out on stage on like a flaming bus. That's what you think is going to happen when you see sure. him. Plasmatics meets soul meets R&B meets the rascals from Long Island. You're just like, and, and he hasn't even hit the stage yet. Mm-hmm. And then boom, Steven takes the stage. Like he popped right off the album cover. Same exact outfit. Okay. And then it, and, and he's going into, you know, he opens with line and a better fire. Great, great song from the first record. And it's kind of like he's, first of all, they are great, but 
it's kind of, you know, you know, like, you know, if you go on YouTube and you listen to Paul Stanley, those like montages of his stage banter that are amazing. Uh-huh. Or like the Ace Freely, like laughter montages when he just sure. laughs for like a mm-hmm. half hour like that. It's Steven kind of has his own thing like that. He's flipping the word baby in between a lot of the verses more than he probably should. Okay. Like lying in a bed of fire and he's like, baby. And he's sticking that same exact baby thing like everywhere you can go. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot that. And I thought that was amazing. I love the show. And uh, I ended up a few months later at a lip sync contest in Trenton State College. And I performed the lip sync with a tennis racket of little Steven. I became little Steven for that one night. And I won that lip sync contest, by the way. And I doing what song doing what song? Oh, lying in the bed of fire. Okay. So you, what was the, well, what did you win? What did you win? A a gift certificate winning? Like it was a lot of other acts, you know, in a dorm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just winning. I don't. Rem- I don't recall a prize. Sure, sure. But you did it for the glory. I would listen. I was channeling Steven at the time. I was kind of obsessed. Mm-hmm. I thought the record was great. I thought he left everybody else in the dust at that little moment. He was. He was. It was great. It was a great night in Red Bank, New Jersey. It was a lot. It helped. You know, it was just it was what you're supposed to see when you go out. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my little Steven story for you. Yeah. No. Look, he. He was a fixture. And then he went and did Sun City and all that stuff. And he was kinda I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like he was figuring his thing out. He needed to go away for uh, for a bit from from Bruce. Right. But then they all came back. They all they all reunited. And then you had Yeah. Everybody a little older, a little wiser. Yeah. yeah. He had a reggae phase with this song Solidarity. Mm-hmm. All that one. Yeah. Sure. I went down that road for a little bit. And then yeah, it kind of fell off a little bit. The outfits changed. It got more colorful. The mm-hmm. black was gone. The biker image was gone. And, uh, you yeah, know, that was it. But for a little bit there, like any, like anything, it was, it was kind of great. Yeah. So, and he did, he did uh, Otis Redding's Respect, which I always liked a hell of a lot more than Aretha Franklin's Respect. And it has those incre- that incredible horn section. It stacks mm-hmm. things, you know? Sure. And he, when they did that, that achieved liftoff. That was something for me. And then it's just off to the races. Like, you just knew what he was channeling. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, right, of course, it's Otis Redding, right. Now, as yeah. an actor, how do you rank little Steven as an actor? That's a tough one because, like, I get a kick out of him in a role in Jersey. Like, I like even tonight because I couldn't stop thinking about the drawing of him that Jeff T. Owens did for you. You know, I, I admit it. I, I made Italian sausages tonight. I barbecued him, you know, and I was waiting to call you. So I was thinking about Silvio a little bit, you know. And he's, he's kind of great. He's a caricature, but it's not bad acting. I don't know. What do you think? I think he just does a thing. He's a character actor. He's a character actor, and you'd get him. You want him to do the thing, then you go get him to do right. the thing. You're not going to suddenly be like, 
well, why is he not doing uh, a great, a great reading of this? Uh, he, he suddenly, he, he can't, he can't, he doesn't have a ton of range. It's like most actors don't have a ton of range. You get right. him to do the thing. You yeah. want somebody, you need the yeah. thing. You go get a little Steven. He'll do the thing. Well, you know, you know, you just made me think of it. It's like, if you just, once again, stare at that, zoom in on that close up of Steven on the cover of men without women. Look mm-hmm. at that scowl. That's the same face he made 10,000 times mm-hmm. on the Sopranos. That's his, that's his move, right? Yeah. That's, he's that's got the, he's got the scowl. He does the scowl, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. A lot of people would be lucky to have one great thing like the little Steven Scow. Absolutely, no. This guy, this this guy, he's a multi right? What's that? He's a multi hyphenate. He's a multi hyphenate. Yeah, he carved out his thing. Impresario, yeah, impresario of radio. Yeah, obviously an accomplished musician. You know, no, I, I mean, I've heard people say that little Steven was, um, well, a friend of mine actually had a pretty good description of him. Uh, it went something like this. You listen to the Valley's rock station, the bear. My name is Jason Gore. And on the phone with me right now, E street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from the Sopranos. And of course, radio legend, uh, little Steven Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? So that's that's like basically Jason Gore <laughs> saw fit to to basically do little Stevens uh his resume. I'm surprised you didn't ask him, Jason, what he how he where he saw himself in five years. Uh, he didn't he didn't or ask him about like what his what his what his strengths and weaknesses are, if he had to be honest. We had forty minutes, I'm sure I, I covered those those points. And then he'd he'd be like, Well, I just gotta say I care too much is uh part of the problem. I I work too much, I'm too enthusiastic about things. Um Well Je- you know, Jeff Jeff, tell me tell me flashback shit. Sorry. You are <laughs> What's going on with this? Where's the, what's the status of the legendary Stardust Cowboy Doc? What's the, what's the status? The status is deep in production. Okay, but you know it's mostly it's mostly animated, and it's like it's going to take a little more time. Okay, the animation takes so long because yeah, we're not doing we're not doing this like you know Disney pick not Disney's own word Pixar or. We're not doing this contemporary CGI animation that honestly nobody really wants to watch anyway. Yeah. We're not doing that. Right. Okay. We're doing like Walt Disney came back from the dead, like classic old school Disney meets like crumb meets Ralph Bakshi. This is, this is going to be something to look at, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. No, cause it's, it comes down to, it's like, do you want it right? Or do you want it fast? we get one or the other. I don't, yeah, I don't have a gun to my head. I'm, I, I'm gonna get this thing. Will, this thing will not go out until it's ready. That's something. No, you make it look, and that's been the that's the trademark with you. That's a trademark. It's quality. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I, I see. I see the work. I see the. I see the process. I see the process. I'll be talking to this guy, Jeff. He'll be like, "Ah, oh, movie's almost done. Can't wait for you to see it." I talk to him a month later. He's like, "Yeah, I scrapped everything. We're back at the beginning." Back in, back at the beginning. I'm like, what happened to being right in the end? He's like, more, I wasn't ready. Didn't work. 
I saw something wrong. Threw it all. I threw it all out. Threw the whole first act. Yeah. Threw the whole first act. He throw. He throws these things away. Yeah. Well. Not untrue. But what are you gonna do? But yeah. you know, should we tell anyone about uh, the the potential big name cameo? Or no, let's keep things a time. secret. Let's keep things a secret. Let's let's we'll right. tease things proper. Let's. You, know, you don't want to burn that. You don't want to burn that match right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a, it's too big a name to to leak right now. You Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Too big, too big. Well, all right, my friend. I'm gonna keep. No, we're I'm gonna rest our wrap in the show. What's all right? Hey, listen. Thank you, and we'll uh, you know we'll grab a meal soon. And yeah, uh, oh. you know what can I tell? Let's hear some more impressions. Let's keep it going. Great, all right, buddy. I holy, love you. Holy uh, night. For I love you, buddy, and I'll talk thank to you. you. I'll talk to you soon. We've got Jeff Fearsig, the legend. Legendary director. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Legend. He has a legend. Speaking of legend, I think it's pretty... Uh, did you, David Lee Roth uh, announced that he's uh, retiring from singing, which I uh, was stunned to hear that he considered himself a singer is what I was actually stunned. It's like, wait, when did you start singing to retire? from it nothing no no, no I, I like that <laughs> that got me i i we we were all on mute we were no sl- it's fine it's we fine. were slowly going fine. for the mute button yeah. tom but it's fine no no i got when it was look, muted we were laughing yeah look it was look in the history of of things he's an awful singer he's awful He's a he's a he's a, an all time great front man. Yeah, of course. But it's just like I also I don't got to go pay, pay you see a concert for the for the person who like for one of those people who like dances when they're conducting traffic and they're just like putting a little little oomph into it and putting you know like kind of keeping it lively when they're 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 just like waving this way, move the car that way, everything, and it's just like with a, a lot of, like a lot of flair. It's like that's who he is. I don't expect that person to sing either. I expect that traffic conductor to sing. I mean, uh, he, he's, he's awful. But I like Van Halen, but he's terrible. It was, like, it was like a guy broke into the studio and got a hold of these instrumental tapes and just started screaming over the top. It's like he was reading off a bathroom wall. He just started screaming what he read on a bathroom wall. They got the stockings, the line going up the leg of the socket for a good time. Call. Now, and I know, Mike, you're a big Van Halen fan, and this is a real blow. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of where I can interject, and I don't really have much. Yeah, yes. not, not you know, a big fan. With their classic 23-minute albums that have three covers on them and yeah. a novelty song. I remember a neighbor was quite enamored of... Uh, does the first re- uh, record have uh, You Really Got Me On It? Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody's sure. <laughs> and she used to blast it, and I, we'd hear it, you know, and I, I, and I knew the song. I was like, what the hell is that? You know, it just... I didn't even know it was Van Halen. I was like, just... It's a bad cover song and i was like 
and then you couldn't couldn't not know what the hell it was because it it, it was everywhere. Mm. Now, Mike, I have a proposition for you and for the rest of the Best Show staff. What do you think about this? Best Show Book Club. Be good. No, I think I'm it's a for it. great idea. And I wanted to also say, before I go further with Best Show Book Club, which I will, um, who did, who designed that logo? Jeff, uh, Jeff fears credited Jeff T. Owens. The, the the little Stephen thing the, the one that went with the uh, newsletter yeah uh, that was uh that was Jeff that's JTO all the way oh was well, great okay JTO. I just wanted to make sure yeah I, I made the sure. one that had little uh like little circle pictures that we put up just on the Twitter make sure no, no Jeff T Owens is incredibly talented but I just want to make sure that my team people get proper credit for what they do on it <laughs> at tasteful shreds at tasteful shreds Jeff T. Owens has done the best show logo. He did the best show flag logo. He's done so much stuff for the show. He is a, a saint. He's the official art of the, the official show. art of the best show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, I just want to make sure because I don't want any, any ruffled feathers. Just want to make sure. So what about this best show book club? We read, I say what the book is. And then we talk about it. What if we record it for the Patreon, right? What if we do it that way? That, that would be great. great. Yeah. 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 And we could talk about best show. We could talk about books, right? Cool. First book up. It never ends by Tom Sharp. <laughs> I've got a copy. Yeah. I have let's, a copy too. Let's read the first book. The next book in the thing is it never ends by Tom Sharp. Just eight. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> No, I what we could what if we do it and we start it off fun? How about that? What if we started off fun? Oh, fun. I know, and I know Mike's going to be like, "Why are we not doing Uris by uh, oh, God. by Nabokov?" Right? I, no, I'm 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 all for fun. Mike, we're not doing Uris. Yeah. By Nabokov. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're not going to do uh, your guy uh, Joyce. James What's his Joyce. name? James, James Joyce. Joyce. What's the I one everybody way. reads? I read one of his things. Ulysses, <laughs> I read. Yeah, that's a breeze. I enjoyed that's that. That, that. That was a fun that one. You that can was, rip right through it. It's kind of a hoot, I thought. <laughs> it, was, I really, it was not as much of a reading. I didn't really read the book as much as I like partied with the book. Uh-huh. And I thought it was slightly simplistic. I gave it four out of five stars over at Goodreads. Um, <laughs> it's a good review. I stand by it. I don't give those four four star reviews out. Easy. Mike, you know what it did to me, Mike? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dig that much deeper. I'm going to write a book. It's going to make you give it five bleeping stars. There you go. Put, put the fire in the belly. I can put the fire in my belly. <laughs> Most people, you want to ever get me to, a friend said this to me 30 years ago. They said, yeah, if I ever want to get you to do something, you just go, hey, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just suddenly be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just work harder than any human has ever worked on a thing. Meanwhile, that person forgot that they just went, hey, you can't do it. They <laughs> okay. forgot it five minutes later. They forgot. <laughs> they said that I'm handing half my life, half my life over to trying to 
they're trying to prove them wrong. And they're like, wait, what did I say? I said, you couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I was go, probably joking around or something. I don't know. Oh, I just, I did work on the thing. I spent 3000 hours on it. Here it is. I showed I could do it. Cool. Great job. But that's what you're doing for. You gave me that four out of five. <laughs> I got the hunger. I got the hunger now burning. Your thank you section is just going to be Mike Lisk. It's going to be, it's going to be just Mike. It's going to be Mike. It's going to say, <laughs> you broke me down to build me back up. Thank you, Sarge. Sergeant Michael Lisk. So what's the fun read going to be? Well, we started off super fun and do, um, there's a book called nothing but a good time. And it's an oral history of eight 1980s hair metal. Okay. It's and great. It's hilarious. It's okay. wonderful. It's really funny. Oh, so you guys have already read these. Yeah. I, I read it. No, I, uh, I read it. And that's what gave me the idea for okay. it. Okay. I didn't know who else has read it or not read it. This is, this yeah. is all we're talking. We're figuring this out right now. Yeah. So. No, I think it's, it's a really fun book. So what, so do we announce that now? And then let's say in, in four weeks we convene to record and then the that's listeners. Exactly it. In four weeks we'll, and we'll pick a, we'll pick a few listeners who read the book to join the thing. Would that be a way to do it? Yeah. 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 That'd be good. That'd be great. Cool. We'll do that. And then maybe we get like the authors or something to come on and be a part of it too. And mm-hmm. get like uh, some members. Do, do you guys know any members of Cinderella? Yeah, well, I know Tom Kiefer. I'm yeah. tight with Tom Kiefer. I'm friends with Dave Snake Sabo from, uh, and Rachel Bolin from uh, nice. Skid Row, of course. You know my friendship yeah. with them. Not so tight with Sab anymore, uh, uh, Sebastian Bach. Um, really haven't talked to him lately. I do know Tico Torres from Bon Jovi. We could get him on. Um, Probably get someone from, uh, I'm tight with a couple of the guys in kicks. Uh, really haven't talked to my pals and trickster lately. Um, How about enough's enough. But no, I could get chips enough on or Donnie on. Let's <laughs> see if they come on. Um, yeah, it would be fun. We maybe get uh, Eddie Ojeda, Eddie fingers Ojeda from, uh, from twisted. Sisters. I think he died actually. Did, did Eddie fingers Ojeda die? Yeah, I think he did then I don't know if he's going to make it yeah. on the show. I think we'll just have to do a tribute to him. But it's a really, did, yeah. really fun so th- book. It's so, so much So this fun. is like the, the hair metal version of Please Kill Me? Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. That's exactly okay. what it is. All right, yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll do that. How about that? Okay, sounds good. Everybody listening, Nothing But A Good Time is the first Best Show Book Club selection. It is early October now. Early November, we will all convene and have a conversation about it. And we'll get some special guests. We'll get some listeners in on it. We'll get some special guests. It'll be fun. And then that'll come out on the Patreon. How's that sound? That was great. Love all it. Right. Love it. Any calls, Pat? Hey, Pat. Last call, line one. Last call. Here we go. Last call for tonight. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. It's Ahmad from Cambridge. Ahmad from Cambridge. How are you, Ahmad? I'm all right. I'm all geared up. I'm honored to be the last call. 
Very exciting. Tonight, your Boston Red Sox going forward. And they win. But you don't care. You're from Cambridge. That means you're a Harvard guy, right? Um, It's a long story, but no, I'm not a Harvard guy. No, I'm not an egghead. I'm actually not San Diego. Wait, you're not an egghead? No, I am. No, I assumed you weren't an egghead. Most of these Harvard people I met, they're as dumb as a day is long. Some of the dumbest people I ever met went to Harvard. Truly. You know what? Some of the least, I can say this. Some of the least talented people I've ever met went to Harvard. Unbelievable. Worst writers. You work with a writer, you're like, this person's uniquely awful. And then you find out they went to Harvard. You're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know you know how I felt superior to a Harvard person the other day? They had, uh, they had not read Infinite Jest, but I have. There you go. You did it. I know. I'm a big guy. Yeah. Wait, I know who this is. <laughs> who is this? What's your name, Dan? No, it's Ahmad. It Ahmad. Is- uh, you sound like a Dan, I know. Sorry, Ahmad. Uh, well, I, I wish. Well, you know, before I get to the impression, I also wanted to say, love yeah. the book. Thank you for writing it. Thank you. Wait, which, which book? Uh, the one you wrote. Oh, the one I wrote, It Never Ends by Tom Sharpling, uh, Abrams Books in stores now, yeah. uh, national yeah, bestseller. If you, uh, you can get a discount if you buy it on Amazon, I heard. I heard it's, uh, it's shockingly cheap on Amazon for some reason right now. And look, go buy it at local booksellers. I'm gonna, I'll say this, all kidding aside, one of the things I was most proud of about this experience was that people said to me, when they ran the numbers on this book, they said, you know what? Your book was ordered and pre-ordered an inordinate amount of times at small books. They said the numbers, the percentages were very flattering. So that means that means people in the audience and people who were predisposed to check it out, whatever it is, they didn't necessarily buy the book at big chains or uh, Amazon or things like that. They supported small booksellers. And that was truly uh, fantastic to find out. I was very, very moved and impressed by that. So I tip my hat to everybody who did that because, A, you bought the book, and that's very kind and generous and sweet. But, B, you bought it and you supported local bookstores. That's amazing. Can I uh, can I give a shout out to my two local bookstores that I frequent pretty often? Sure, why not, Ahmad? One is uh, Brookline Booksmith in Brookline, Massachusetts, birthplace of Conan O'Brien, and uh, John Hodgman too, I think. And the other one is the Harvard Bookstore. Even though they did not give me a job, I still love them. Yeah, what's a bathroom situation like at these bookstores? Um, you know, Harvard is like, is like hidden. You have to ask for it. And from my interview, they said only pregnant women and the elderly can use it. But Brookline Booksmith opened to everyone. Everyone, let everybody in. That's so on brand for Harvard. You know what I say to this then? If that's how Harvard bookstore is going to act. And look, I'm not saying to literally do this. You go on the Harvard campus and just go and keep in mind this little uh, truism. If you're confident enough, anywhere can be a bathroom. 
Uh, right. Though. They, because of COVID, they've uh, they've closed the gate to Harvard Yard. So doesn't you know, matter. Then you know what? Look, I stand by it. They could lock as much of it up as they want. Anywhere could be a bathroom. You know, when next time next time someone brings up Harvard, can you like name names? I want to know like the dumbest guy you know from. Harvard. No, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. Just trust me. I've met some incredibly intelligent people from Harvard. Hayes Davenport, for example, sweetest, most uh, funniest, most talented guys going. Hayes Davenport. He went to Harvard. A lot of dummies, though. More of a more of a John. Craig D. Gregorio, very talented person, went to Harvard. Very talented. A, A big fan. Big fan. Harvard. Are they lampoon guys? I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Well, look, the Harvard Lampoon, we, you, you and I both know the score with that, is it's a, it's meaningless. Uh, right? It's been meaningless since the 70s. But it's if, been meaningless since forever. The thing, that, that thing's been around since the beginning of time, and there's not one thing that you can pull from Harvard Lampoon that goes like, oh, look at this legendary piece of comedy. There's nothing. They've been doing that for 200 years. Harvard Lampoon. You know, it's, it's no, it never ends. It's no Tom Shrapling memoir. Well, it isn't. No, it isn't. It isn't. I was writing funnier stuff when I was seven than the Harvard Lampoons produced. Yeah, you any writing tips? I'm trying to start my screenwriting career. Yeah, I do. You want you? What do you want? You want some screenwriting tips? You want some writing tips? Uh, tell me what your problem is. I'll give you. I'm going to give you a little mini seminar right now. And everybody listening, here's a little seminar right now on writing. Uh, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? The, the main note I've been gone. I've been getting is my scenarios are funny, my set pieces are funny, but my characters lack motivation. What, what, yeah. what do you have to say about that? No, give your character some motivation. Just, just take a step back from the whole thing and then try to look and see how similar characters are to one another and try to differentiate them in as many ways as possible and see if that gets you a little more clarity in that regard. If your characters are a little samey, that might be a part of why people can't spot uh, motivation and things like that. Doesn't that right on. derail the comedy a little bit, though? Like, not leave that enough room for bits? No, you want to have comedy in the thing, but you also got to... The comedy's going to come, Ahmad. Build the thing properly first, and then you put all the comedy you want on top of it, Just but build the framework first. That's all they're asking. Just get some solid framework going, and then, then you load that thing up with as many jokes as you can fit. But you uh, gotta go. You gotta go. Structure first. Well, thank you, Tom. And uh, I do want to say that a lot of people are giving credit to the book, not to harp on this. But uh, what I appreciated the most about it was some of the more personal stuff we don't got to get into, but also the how the tips on how to be how to make it in the industry. I thought was fascinating. Your your pathway to art towards all oh, that. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet to say that. You're very sweet to say that, Amon. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. So. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Now, do you feel a little, you feel uh, like you got a little bit of juice now? You can go forward and maybe, uh, maybe, maybe get this script rolling. Uh, You know, I got a 70 page draft right now. I'm going to try and work on it and try and get up to 90 and see where we go from there. Yeah. Sounds good to me. 
All right, Ahmad, what do you got? You got in a little Steven impression? I do, and I just I saw many saints over the last week, so it's been on the mind a lot. Okay. Okay. So I'm ready if you are. I'm always ready, Ahmad. Let's do it. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Hey, uh, Tone, you sure this is a good idea? Yeah. And uh, I'm a mobster, you know. That's what we do in our thing. And that's it. Not very good, but, you know. Look, uh, it, it was enthusiastic. It, it was enthusiastic and on point. Sure. Did you were, are you a little, are you a little tight with it? Yeah, a little bit. You was a little tight. You didn't have a, you didn't have a whole lot of, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of grit to it, but you, you, it was precise and it, it was, it was precise and enthusiastic. So I give you a thumbs up with that. Well, thank you, Tom, but I won't, I won't keep you. So every one of these Boston Red Sox looks like they're like they're, uh, on Legion of skanks. I, again, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not from here. I'm from San Diego. So our baseball team has always been terrible. Except Everyone, I look, I'm talking to the audience right now, Ahmad. I'm not talking to you. Okay. I'm still on the line. <laughs> Have you ever heard the show, Ahmad? You never heard me talk to the audience while the caller's on? I did it eight times tonight. I hang up on this guy. He's driving me nuts. Hang up on him. Hang up on him. Lines are Every blocked. one of these, you'd think it was a Legion of Skanks lookalike contest or the, or the Boston Red Sox. All right, what do we got? Pa, uh, do Mike, do you have a little Steven impression? Well, one of the callers stole my thunder. I mean, the, the high water mark for little Steven was the, uh, the head half in the toilet. Uh, so sure. a little, so a little, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, no, I, I like, oh, oh, let me, before you go, Mike, I just want to say this. You mispronounced the word. Yeah, there was I can't an incident that, there was an incident that happened soliloquy. before the show Sol- began. Soliloquy. 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 There, was yeah. a, there was a moment that happened before the show started <laughs> where Dudio, Woodio mispronounced a word. Yes. And I tell you, Jaws, Jaws, you threw <laughs> chum in the water. Yeah. You got Jaws wouldn't have shown up as fast as Mike showed up. There was a, there was, was a, a there was a mispronounced word. And suddenly I deferred it was like, to you, Tom. Bah. It's like the chum was all on me. You deferred to me. You deferred to me, but I knew what you were going to do. I was clearing the path from the shark. And I was covered in chum as well. I ain't getting in the way of Jaws. You think I'm going to get in the water and say, hey, Jaws, hold up. Uh-huh. No, Jaws I have, I have is coming. another correction here. So, so Jaws is the name of the story, not not the actual shark. No, it's the, it's the Jaws shark. Is the name of the shark. Shark. No, that's not. Well, okay. Well, let me ask you this, Pat. Jaws. Jaws. What's the defining character of the shark? Defining character of the shark? Yeah, is Jaws. <laughs> and he was named for that. It's just like when you call someone a tall person, stretch. You see that shark? You go, "Hey, Jaws, what's up?" Okay, I got. How about the next book that we read after the hair metal thing is Peter Benchley's original Jaws novel, no, and, we, and we see if, and, and I we read see, it when it came out. So, yeah. why, so how about this? Why don't we read the book and see if the anywhere in the text? Pat, I have the book right here. You want me to read you something? Here, hold on. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I don't need the book to know that the shark Jaws swung swung around the lake. No. Hungry as he's ever been. Go, go to chapter six. Man, I'm going to. Okay, let me go through. 
The name of the shark is the shark. That's it. Jaws knew Brody was coming after him, but he didn't care. (laughs) Bring it on, stupid, he said (laughs) under his breath as he chewed on a seal. Oh, I hate you all. As the book goes along, I think they just start calling him Jay. Jay. What's up, Jay? Like in Kafka's, the trial became K. Yeah. Yeah. Or Men in Black. Yeah. Had J and K. So, no, so I, so I had the only, the only, my backup impression was. But uh, let me just say, what was the word that Dudio mispronounced? Unrequited. Unrequited. I said unrequited, and boom, Mike was on me. Mike was all over it, just like Jaws. My my pronunciation was the chum that Mike needed. Well, Unre- I've I've been, you know, when you mispronounce a word, and somebody somebody should correct you. I remember mispronouncing <laughs> a word. And not in school. I didn't realize until later I had mispronounced it. And I'm like, well, why didn't they correct me? You know, what was the word? It was this hyperbole. Mm-hmm. This was years ago. I was, I was, I was young. And what did, what you, did say? you say? Hyperbole? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was used to reading Stupid. the word. Yeah. No, it, it's dumb. Yeah. Hey. But why didn't, but why didn't somebody correct me on the spot? You know? I'd appreciate, you know, did you just call Mike stupid, Jason? <laughs> it was a joke. I took the moment. No, I, you know, I get it. I you know, would I, never call no, Mike no, no, stupid. You know what it comes down to? You know what it makes me realize? We got uh, Mike's jaws and uh, <laughs> Dudio's jaws too. Because <laughs> Pat in jaws too, when the second shark shows up, and then Jaws is just like, I think the two of us are going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> and then they attack lot- Amityville. <laughs> There's a lot more sexy Amityville stuff. Horror. There's a lot more sexy stuff in the, in the book. In Jaws 2? No, the first Jaws book. Okay. I yeah, Jaws 2 wasn't sexy. The first, the first film I always looked at as an unofficial sequel to The French Connection. Jaws. Yeah. Okay. This guy, you know, he, he had a rough go in New York as a cop. He really mm-hmm. wants to, he want he wants to get off the beat and, and settle down in a quiet little New England. Town. Yeah. Moves to New England, just becomes a local sheriff. Early retirement. And then, and then what happens? You guessed um, it. Jaws shows up. I'm not calling him Jaws. And then that, uh, yeah, see, Pat, you did it too. Yeah, you really did. The, and did then that. now, I threw you guys a freebie. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But then, Jaws showed up, and man, look, I'm going to read a little bit more of Chapter Two here from Jaws, just to give a taste for what could be the next book in the Best Show Book Club. Um, chapter Two: Jaws patrolled the harbor. He saw the Kitchener boy swimming. Mmm, looks like supper time for me, Jaws said menacingly. He took out his toothbrush and polished his teeth in anticipation of chomping a little kid. That's it for chapter two. So, Mike, you have a little Steven impression. You feel your thunder got stolen a little bit. Oh, no, no. Pat's Pat's was great. I'm not I'm not even, you know shooting sure. for that you know that was that was fantastic everybody's playing for second is what the way i see it pat's little steven is is uh is impeccable 
at times I, I thought it could have even doubled for a Larry DePerv uh, impression. It's sort of a borderline. I could hear that. Larry DePerv. Yeah. Borderline perv. I'll, I'll open the phones back up for Larry. If you're listening, if you want no, to call. No, please. Me. No, the phones are closed. <laughs> There's stuff on the back have to up. realize that a lot of that is the way it goes there. Can I say one thing about Steven? Of course, Pat. I love little Steven as yeah. much as we're joking. Oh God. Yeah. hundred percent. We are only having yeah. fun because we do like him as a person and we do like the things he makes and does. Yeah. This is not meant to, we're not yeah. crapping on him. We're just, we're just goofing. Yeah. He was the night, one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And to be I, able to like, you know, same. give me more time mm-hmm. in that interview, which he did not have to do. Super generous guy. Yeah. I've met him. I've talked to him at, talked with him at length he's a very generous guy i like his music and uh stuff he's been in and he's just he's he's hilarious he's hilarious i do want to just block out some time though yeah yeah. god's pat sorry you want (laughs) to the impression comes out of love no of course without a doubt it comes out of love and i do think that's as fitting a time as ever i know the show's been pretty full but i really would like to just everybody sit back relax and just take in the entire interview oh, that Jesus. Jason did with Will Steven <laughs> in 2003. You're listening to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore. And on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steven Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? We should just have you that. cut that thing tight. How tight did you cut that thing? You didn't even let him get the N in Jason out. <laughs> I know. How you doing, Jason? How you doing, Jason? You're done. <laughs> no, that's Jason. Imagine Jason's Jason's reel must have been like being uh, on a roller coaster. Can we just hear the whole reel? Yeah, no, I'll play the whole reel right now. <laughs> you listen to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear, my name is... No, let me just ask the bear. What that was the station? Yeah. The bear. One hundred five point three. The bear. The and where was rock. the bear? This was in uh, Blacksburg and Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Hey man, you gonna play some Marshall Tucker? Sounds like the bear showed up and got through some cables. Wham. <laughs> hey man. Hey, man, you're going to play Stranglehold by Ted Nugent? <laughs> we played it pretty much daily. Hey, man, you play Stranglehold yet? <laughs> hey, it's Jason Gore. How are you? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you play Stranglehold yet? Well, we just played it 15 minutes ago. Uh, well, uh, something I could get on for you? Yeah, play Stranglehold by Nugent, man. And play Wango Tango, too. And then Cat Scratch Fever. Play that one also. <laughs> We had triple we had triple shot weekends, so that would have been the triple shot of uh, Ted Nugent. It's it's Wednesday, sir. Hey man, it's a triple shot weekend. Play play three from Nugent. Play some damn Yankees while you're at it. <laughs> Throw a couple of them in, and then we do that. Play Renegade by Sticks. Play it three times. That's a triple shot I want. Oh, mama, I can feel that they're coming in the long arm of the law. All right. Now, Mike, these guys have taken us off course. I'm trying to get back on target here. <laughs> no, I had I have a short one. It was from the uh, the dream sequence, the, the, the famous dream sequence mm-hmm. in The Sopranos. 
There's yeah. a moment where Tony is on the boardwalk and he passes Syl. And Syl just says, Our true enemy has yet to reveal himself. <laughs> I love good. it. I love it. I like it. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Well, my friends, I'm wrapping the show up. We did a great show tonight. And thank you to everybody who listened. Thank you, everybody who supports us over at patreon.com slash the best show. Thank you to Jason and Pat and Mike and Martine and everybody who worked to get the show back on after a uh, battery of technical problems. I appreciate it. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. You can can mention the guest for next week. Oh, yeah. Joe Firestone is going to be on the show next week. Very exciting. Got Joe Firestone coming on. One of the one of the great comedians. One of the greats. Like like new pornographer said, one of the greats is on their way. So hold on next week, Joe Firestone. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs>